0: welcome back to marshy's corner brought to you by summit heights club just briefly talking about summit heights club uh we've got the game day jesse gee youtube video out so um yeah we had a lot of fun myself and producer jackson uh filming and and editing that and when i say we i mean mostly jackson uh but no it was a lot of fun and um yeah it was cool to do a new just something new and uh yeah, this Summit Heights Club thing, we're, we're starting to add layers to it. We've got the podcast, obviously, now that YouTube channel. We've got the articles online on our website. So be sure to head to our website, summitheightsclub.com, or head over to our Instagram where you can find links to everything in our bio. Uh, but yeah, let's get into today's podcast. Um, today's podcast, I had Tyson Gamble from the Broncos on. Uh, it was pretty cool. One of my favorite players on the Broncos. And, um, I just happened to know someone mutually between us and uh, I've kind of just started asking and not being scared of it. The worst thing someone can say is no, but he said yes and and he was awesome. And he came, came to where we record our podcast, and um, yeah, the chat was awesome. Oh, honestly, it was unreal. I had all these notes down and I didn't even have to look at him once cause he just, yeah, the conversation was easy and yeah, I had a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Alrighty, Tyson. How you going, man? Yeah, good, bro. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Nah, doing doing really well. So, I think probably the best way to start this one off is uh, the NRL grand final was Sunday. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I did.
1: I was a bit disappointed because I was going for South. I was going for South too. Yeah, but either way, like looking into it for next year, like we get a grand final winner. So, Kate will come yeah. to Brisbane, just won a grand final, Renault. Just played in the grand final. So there's a fair bit of experience coming towards. So
0: they were both really good too. Yeah.
1: I felt real bad for Cody Walker actually in that grand final because yeah. he was sort of the best player in the comp other than sort of Travovich. And then, yeah. Yeah. So didn't have a shocker, but didn't have one of his best games. But. It was
0: just, I mean, outside of obviously the pass, um, the Crichton picked off and yeah. the, the, He did put that little grubber in. I don't really know why he did that. Yeah. I
1: think think a lot of it is just like the moment. Like you play club footy all year, like just like your round games and it's sort of just another game. But then you get to an NRL grand final and it's like, oh, this is like the pinnacle of rugby league sort of thing. Like you – Play all year for a grand final, and then yeah. you sort of let the moment get to you a little bit. I think, yeah, not yeah. that I've played in one, but that's <laughs> just the, that's just the way I picture it, anyway.
0: Yeah, I think Cody's kind of one of those guys. It's funny because I actually wanted to talk about Cody Walker at some point because um, it was actually on bloking a bar, then camp. He compared you to Cody Walker once? Yeah, really? And yeah, he oh, did. Wow. When you were uh, I think it was just before you played against the Titans. in That yeah. round out game. Okay. He was kind of talking, he was talking a whole bunch of shit with um <laughs> the other hello sports guys, the Manly yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah. And like he, he was kind of like, they were kind of joking around and stuff. And then he brought up you and they were like, okay, so we're going to talk about this guy that we haven't really even seen much of. And he's like, nah, like he could be like the Broncos Cody Walker, but I kind of want to get into that a little bit later. Yeah, right. But um, okay. I didn't was, hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
1: take it though. Cause he's a gun Cody Walker.
0: He is. He is. But I, the thing about Cody is like, I think he just tries to make match when he plays all the time. And like, he yeah. came up with that try. That was one of the best tries I've ever seen yeah. in a grand final. Yeah. Like he was really good the whole game um but yeah having reno Will, seeing those guys that's pretty exciting yeah
1: <laughs> well, it just looks good for oh bronx anyway for next year because it's been obviously a rough couple of years not just that's for all. like the players like fans staff like we've had a huge turnaround in staff in two years from yeah. like head coaches to performance staff players in and out like this year especially like with kevin coming in he sort of made a lot of big changes quickly. Yeah. Losing like obviously not re signing. MILF's a big one. He's yep. been there for five years. Losing Tavita, who's been there for a few years, Logie, And like they're all big game players. They're all guns. Yeah. It's hard to make those decisions. But as bad as what it sounds, it sort of made the rest of us stand up. And towards the back end of the year we played pretty good footy.
0: Well, but, yeah, we played
1: great footy. Yeah.
0: Like it's it was I, I'm I, so I go for the Broncos and <laughs> I, and like my I don't miss many of the games like I watch most of them and 2020 uh 2021 compared to 2020 there was just some obvious improvements yeah and stuff and it's it sucked uh well it was good I, I like Milford and it was great to see him kind of play some good footy at the back end of the year where he just didn't have all that I think it was pressure I don't yeah. know what it is I, but I
1: thought the same I just feel just with Brisbane there's only like we're a one team city so yeah any media outlet in Brisbane is always into you, and if you're getting paid a million dollars too, yeah, that's like that's their, their starting point. Like he's like, oh, he's a big player. He's on the he's on the marquee money. Yeah. They just point fingers straight away. But I think with Sieb's there too, he sort of tried to change Milf, like from the player that got him to where yeah. he was. So, and yeah. Um, yeah, just it must be hard for him because and then he got put. Pull Back to fullback for a bit and he wasn't didn't want to play there, so yeah, yeah, I felt so bad for him because he's such a good bloke off the field, like, not many people see that. And obviously, the stuff that's happened at the end of this year with him is not him, like, yeah, yeah, he's not like that. He's such a good bloke off the field, always good for a chat, good for a beer, like, can't speak highly enough of him, but yeah, his name being sort of tarnished in the media all the time hurts because yeah. I know it's not him and he knows it's not him, and everybody at the club does, but yeah, what yeah. people read is what people sort of believe.
0: It's. I like that you said that. Like the way Siebes used him, kind of took him out of what he does. Because I kind of always said that. Like they, he. I remember when he went and played fullback. They were basically asking him to play fullback and play halfback. Like he was doing all the kicking yeah. duties. Like he was just. They were asking him to do everything. And when he got that one million dollar contract, like he was one of the best sixes in the comp. They had other players that kind of just moved the, the boys around the park yeah. a little bit and he just played footy yeah. and he, it just felt like he hasn't been able to play footy for a while. Yeah. He's going I, to go to South and kill it.
1: Yeah. I just think a lot of people have said he hasn't had that halfback to help him because yeah. if he has a controlling half, he can sort of just do what he wants. And like it's like Steve's brought Crofty in and that didn't really work and then Tommy did and like didn't really work as well. Yeah. And then me and him at the stadio, we first started, it was pretty good but then I think he got dropped. Yeah. And it was sort of like, it's just weird because you can't, you can't like build a combination in two games. So I think yeah. my two games of MILF were the Titans game this year and then I think the Cowboys the next week. And we only lost by one point. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the Roosters and I think he, Kevy dropped MILF for Albert. So it's sort of like we, we beat the Titans, we lost by a point, but then he drops a player for like, it just, that doesn't add up in my brain, but. I'm yeah, not a head coach yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Yeah.
0: I think I think it would have been tough for any coach, and not that I've coached at the professional level, but I've coached a lot of different sports, just taking on a group that had the 2020 that they had, and then just being like, okay, well, how can we start making this positive? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the results of the back end of the year and the way you guys played, like it definitely
1: got better. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think for for Kevy too, at the start of the war, when he first came in, um, our CEO was sort of on the way out. Then we didn't have one for a little bit. And then sort of um, Dave Donahue come in. So Kevy was sort of doing that role with talking to players and managements and then we got rid of sort of Pete Nolan who was doing the recruitment. Now we've got Ben Iken. So it's sort of you lose little pieces like outside of footy and it hurts the head coach because he's got to take more of a role. Yeah, and yeah. And within the club instead of just being a coach, he's got to sort of do like recruitment. He's got to do – CEO yeah. things like it. and he even said that like after that sort of week or yeah week break we had where move players on he moved staff on he sort of said like I haven't been myself and he even like yeah oh us, I did see yeah, that he yeah. told us straight to our face like he knows mm-hmm. he hasn't been himself he has been a, the coach that he wanted to be and I think from that point on he got to do what he wanted to do as a coach yeah and we started seeing some results after that I think the next game um we beat the sharks. I think after that, after that sort of reset period, Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was that game. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, since then we, I think we had a bit of a blowout loss to the Tigers in the second half. Um, but every other game we were like, we were in. Like you were we, competing, we, yeah. yeah. We, like we like only Panthers lost. Yeah, was just by one. And yeah, there like yeah. was a few games where we were really in it right to the end, and we've only just lost, which. I mean, never fun losing, but I'd rather lose by one point than 50. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I what do, it looked like in 2020. <laughs> I had way too many games like that this year. Where I've got 50 points put on us, so it's not fun.
0: That ha- That's happened a lot this year, like with those rule changes. I guess you've kind of like come into the NRL after the game's gotten quicker. Yeah. But it definitely is just a whole nother pace, Yeah.
1: Hey? Well, I've always thought it like with the – like especially that six again rule, it, it favours one team every game. Like it's never – equal yeah because if like one team's getting a roll on the other team's always giving them away and each ref is different too yeah so one ref will give a certain thing a penalty where another one wouldn't like he'd give it yeah so it's so yeah. it's so hard then you feel bad for the rest because they've got to make a decision yeah. on the run when they're tired too like they've got to everyone's watching them. then they get crucified if it's wrong so i feel bad for them but yeah that rule is crazy the six again rule
0: it is crazy um but i've noticed that teams start giving it away like the like on the zero tackle yeah like panthers did it the whole game on sunday night just so they can kind of like set themselves yeah but that they were allowed to do whatever they wanted ruck on sunday i
1: feel like it's it's been like that for a few years if the top like two three four teams they get away with so much more than anyone else yeah why is that is it just i don't know i generally don't know like with melbourne obviously feel like they had karen smith yeah so he was always talking to the ref and then like it's sort of—it's not like they're protected, but it feels like they are. Yeah, like they just get a, away with a lot more. Yeah, And yeah. it's sort of—it's so hard to play against like that because they're obviously really good teams for a reason. But then when they get that sort of half a step up with the rest, it makes it pretty much impossible to beat them. Yeah, like we—like there was a few times. Well, the the game I played against Penrith, like we were so close, and there were so many times where they got like the fifty-fifty call where yep. if it went to us. We get a bit more momentum, um, but.
0: Yeah, I I do remember a. Call. I don't remember the. I watched the game and I remember there was a few calls where you're like man, if you just if we just got
1: that, yeah. wasn't there
0: a high tackle or something like someone uh, yeah. fell in the tackle? And- yeah, I think
1: it, it was at the start of the game. So they were attacking. I think I think Flegler hit Isaiah Yo high, yeah. and he was like completely knocked out. So he got sent for ten. Where you see games prior to that and games after, blokes get hit in the face and knocked out, and they they just get penalised. Yeah, so it's like that, that it's was not it. really consistent. Because I went through a period there of sending everybody off for yeah. anything that was above the shoulders. And then, yeah, sometimes to the back end, it was sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Yeah, It was, yeah. yeah, confusing. Like there's never really consistency in the NRL with like officiating because every yeah, every ref's not. different. Like they, they see things differently. So it's sort of hard yeah. for them to officiate and get everything right and then have the fans not crucify them really. And teams get, yeah, coaches sort of post-game crucifying refs all sort of blaming them where that's one instant in a game that goes for 80 minutes so
0: fan fans are the worst part <laughs>
1: of it, dude. Like, yeah oh they're not bad like oh, after a few games sometimes i've got some pretty like ruthless messages from people hey like after games yeah so my first game against the titans like yeah i carried on a bit when i got brimo sent off yeah um yeah but i had about a thousand messages of people just calling me a gronk, like spraying me, just going off, and I was like, I don't even know any of you. It's literally a game of football, like chill yeah. Out. <laughs> it's you've kind of like gotten a little bit of that label of like being a grub, yeah. But I don't even <laughs> like you don't do anything. No, oh, I feel good. like that one was a bit like <laughs> I hate watching it back because I feel like I really? it's just like it's just so cringy. Like you look at them, like what am I doing? But yeah, I it's just it's just how I'm like I'm I'm so passionate. It just yeah, it's not like I go out planning to be like a wanker on the field or something like that. Yeah. It, it just comes out natural. Like I'm just a I just competitive. I'm passionate about winning. I hate losing. So any sort of any little win on the field, I'm happy to celebrate it. Like whether it's like with the Jesse Raymond thing tackling him and he dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like getting Brimo sent off. That they're a player down for 10 minutes i think we scored two tries or three tries while he was off the field so. yeah you did
0: it's that was that was like the stuff well i was actually going to get to the titans game later but like we'll, let's just talk about it now because <laughs> yeah. like so like the bronco season was kind of looking the way 2020 was yeah and then you've obviously made your debut in that game and you played two games this season before but one of them was
1: like 50 seconds yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah
0: <laughs> but um you uh yeah, so you come in, you're starting that that game against the Titans and we're down 22-0 in the first like 15 minutes. And I actually went back and watched that game on the weekend and because um, I remember you being good in the first half. Watching it back, you were actually way better than I even remembered. You actually had a hand in every single one of the tries we scored. The first one, you kind of like straighten HASS up and then you take the little scoop from dummy, get tackled in the middle of the field, but it takes like four guys to stop you and then they send it wide you score and then after that you had like a significant hand in all the tries and just like you could tell you're a little bit lippy and you can tell that you just you're in and around it but like the Broncos kind of needed that like yeah it, it's it's a, it's just a part of sport and I, I think when people start trying to take the personality out of sport like you guys aren't robots yeah
1: i just think with with the way we've been going like we we've been losing that many games like everybody was sort of nervous to play footy or like cuz like when you lose games and you and you're playing first grade, then you get dropped and chopped and changed. you sort of you sort of forget and not really love the game anymore. Cause you're just like, oh, I don't want to play bad because I'm gonna get dropped. Well, I sort of had no pressure on me at that time. Yeah. Like I Kevin told me, didn't even tell me that morning. I walked past him a few times in the morning and didn't tell me I was playing. So I just thought, oh, oh, I wasn't playing. And then in the team meeting, he goes, Oh yeah, Tyson's gonna start at halfback. So I was like, yeah right okay so yeah. I still had the four week prep and it was just I just knew because it was my fourth game in four years I said to myself like if I can't do this in this game then it's sort of not really for me yeah because yeah. I, I debuted at the Tigers in 2018 then didn't play 2019 and two games at Broncos and it took me to round eight this year to play for them and then I was like if it, if I can't play well enough this game or if I don't can't prove to myself. That I can perform at this level, then I sort of was like, well, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I should go back to being a sparky and playing cup <laughs> footy like I was doing. Yeah, yeah. But then it's sort of, yeah. I just went out and really enjoyed myself. Like it's, it's such a cliche to say that, but when you're out there and having fun playing footy, it makes it so much easier. But no matter what level it is, like I, I loved that game. That's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Yeah, just because of the fact that it was the biggest comeback that the Broncos have had like we we're down 22 points in 20 minutes. Yeah. They outscored they were outscoring the clock. Yeah. Um, and then we come back and I think it was 24-22 or something at halftime. Yeah, it was. Like it was just such a like flip of the script and I don't think they expected it either which is even better. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they had beat us a couple of weeks prior. They had prior. they had beaten you a few And weeks, it was sort of like, bro. you know, it's like the big brother little brother thing and uh, yeah, with Dave also going there too? Yeah. It was just sort of like yeah, you did a good job on Dave in that game. Yeah, too. well, I was so nervous. Yeah, like you, you've seen him run over blokes. Yeah, and he's as soon as he's in the clear, like he's more than likely going to score.
0: His first touch, he went straight at you. Yeah, and, and, I, and
1: I was just in my head, I was like, just that's all I've got to do. That's my biggest target is just tackle Dave, tackle yeah. Dave. It doesn't matter how you get it done, just tackle him. And it's sort of having that clear mindset of stop him, and then what my role was was be the ball player. Yeah, get the team around the park. Let Milf do his thing. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did well that game, and then it sort of then you get you get like a bit of ahead of yourself, and I think I did for like the next sort of four or five games, and then yeah, I was meant to be dropped for the Canberra game. Okay. So Kevy dropped me that game, but Albert got injured on captains' run, did his hamstring, so I got recalled back into the team. Yeah. So that was a bit of a a light switch moment for me, thinking like, oh, you're not the man. Like you've still got to train hard play hard do all your video like it's a yeah yeah not an easy thing playing in the nrl so no <laughs> it's um yeah I, and i think i did take it for granted those next sort of few games after that titans one
0: yeah well i remember when i first when you first played that Titan like when i first watched it that game live i um the takeaways i got from you was geez he's a half that can really just bend <laughs> Like, cause like Dave, Dave Feeder, he didn't really, he he got a couple of breakaways in the second half, but I think at that point he was close to leading the comp and try scoring it. Yeah. Like he well,
1: was, I, had scored a few hat tricks or something yeah. in the weeks prior. So
0: And so like literally first touch of the ball, he's gone straight at you. Yeah. You've made first contact and he hasn't really gone anywhere. And yeah. so that was cool to see. And then you just didn't really overplay your hand at all. You just, you just keep getting our forwards playing straight. We had a tendency of going sideways all the time. Yeah. You just had us going straight. And then after a little bit of that, you had that pass out to um, Coates on the wing, like the little cutout floater and you started to show a little bit of other things, but for the most part, you just, you kind of just had a straight and defended well and that's kind of what we needed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The defense part is a massive part of my game because obviously I'm a lot bigger than most halves going around. I'm 95 kilos. Most halves sort of sit just below that 90. I'm 6'2 or 6'1 or 6'2. So most halves aren't that tall, but. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the aspect of my game that I've always loved the the defense because it's sort of being a half you you get to run the ball but it's not often you sort of like in space really you're sort yeah. of trying to create space for other people like you might get the odd show and go but all defenders what well, all teams do is video on you like what you do sort of thing. Yeah. Like, so like oh if I like to throw a dummy they'll they'll always talk about like watch watch Tyson's dummy like watch a dummy watch a dummy he'll run so it's sort of in your brain you're not really thinking about it so yeah it's it's weird but defense for me is one of my favorite things to do one of my vital parts of my game
0: yeah that's cool i think um one of the one of the really good parts about your game is you're able to like like because you're so big you're that that threat of running the ball and because you're so long like because you are about that like that six two you're able to kind of like a few times you've like kind of Got your head through like the two defenders, and you're able to get like a hand free. Yeah, and you've always got like I saw like Stags a couple of times, and oh, and jo- oh, Jordan Ricky, those those are your two edge players. Yeah. Hey, Yeah, they're just kind of like almost like creeping in, like ready for you to like get a hand free behind yeah. the defense. Yeah, and so it makes you tough to defend.
1: Yeah, well, see that I put that more on those two because like obviously Katoni's Katoni. Cotone. like yeah. everybody knows what he can do with the ball. Fuck, so. we're different when he's playing. Yeah, so it's like their edges thinking, oh well, fuck if katoni gets our ball like this is that's where we've got to be strongest and then Geordie's a the saying like, he's huge yeah. he's strong like if he's getting it we've got to be like they're they're half worried about him so that makes my job easier if I got that half worrying about Geordie that's the space there because I can show and he'll look straight at Geordie and that's where it is so yeah if, as long as I can beat my back rower and that's sort of that was all my game plan was because Jordy and katoni when I had katoni there for the four games it was yeah. I think that was two two or three of the best games I played this year just because of him makes a difference, yeah. having Someone like that, yeah, like because i not not knocking anybody else that's played there, but they're just not that threat of Katoni Staggs. Like you saw him fend you and Aiken, just everyone, <laughs> Josh Mansor off. Like, yeah, he's, he's so strong and such a threat. that makes everybody else's jobs way easier,
0: yeah. There's not many centers that are as just explosive as he is. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think there Maybe is. Maybe there one. might not be one. No, Luttrell is pretty like when he's playing that yeah. center spot, but.
1: He's still like kind of different to yeah. what Stags is. Yeah, they offer different styles of footy. I yeah, think. Like, the trail's just like huge. Physically strong, Katoni's sort of he's fast as well, which I don't really yeah. think people understand. Off the mark, he's quick. Yeah, that like that power with his speed and yeah, it's unstoppable. Well, I thought he would have played Origin this year if he like obviously he did ace out the back end of last year. I, I was honestly he would have been one of the centres for sure because they were playing Turbo there, but. Yeah, he's not really a natural center, but he still killed it there.
0: Where do you put turbo?
1: If, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. New South Wales has a, a, just yeah. a great problem at yeah, the moment. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, Katoni's yeah, such he's probably him and Paynehouse is easily the two best players I've ever played footy with. Yeah, oh Painthouse, career, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, ridiculous bro. like it Makes he, no sense how he can be that big and that good and <laughs> that fast. Fit. Yeah, fit, yeah. It astounds me every game because every game he'll do something different that I've never seen another NRL middle do ever.
0: The amount of times it like, there's a if there's a line break anywhere on the field, like against you guys, and he's just the first one back. Yeah, it just doesn't make any. sense. Sp- and the, he's played sixty minutes. And- yeah,
1: the pinnacle for his career. Oh, his what what he's about is the Sharks game. Yeah, when they made the break right at the end, like it doesn't matter if they score because we were we won by fourteen points, whatever it was, but. They put a grubber in, and he's back there. Yeah, to knock, like to knock the ball. down when they've run sixty meters. Is he a hard trainer? Like, is that is Yeah, he, or is he well, just naturally? Just, just he's, just this- oh, he's naturally gifted, but he works hard, and he yeah. knows he knows what he's like, what he can do. He's, he never second guesses himself. I think is a big thing for him because he he's so confident in his own ability, yeah. which is it's it's not cocky, but it it just it brings out confidence in me because I know everything that he's gonna do. Like, he does yeah. it week in week out he gets offloaded he, make, he always sort of makes a half break every every game like it's just his ability and he, he instills confidence in me anyway personally yeah yeah just because of how good he is it's yeah. like inspirational i guess when you see him a front row get back there yeah 80 like, minutes absolutely of the game he's yeah as you said he's played 60 minutes already gets back to 80th minute of the game to knock the ball out yeah. sort of just makes you want to play for someone like that yeah like that's he's, cool such a good teammate, such a as I same as me such a good bloke on and off the field yeah um yeah she's a weapon
0: yeah no it's definitely it's exciting like seeing like we've got such a young group and yeah we're going to add those guys like Reno and yeah and Kate well, well that's
1: why I was I was actually talking to misses the other day so I'm 25 yeah. and half the team's younger than i am yeah like there was that many twenty first birthdays this year and eighteenth birthdays. I was like, I made me feel old. I'm only twenty five. Yeah, most half the team that have played have played more games than me. Like Tessie's 20, 21 or twenty, and he's played more games than me. Yeah, Herbie's younger than me. He's played more. Geordie's played. I think he's played more, and he's younger than me. Herbie but, put on some size this year, eh? Yeah. Oh, but he's like one hundred and four kilos. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, he is. He is a big, big human. Like I didn't picture because he doesn't sort of come across as like really like muscly, but yeah he he's tall. He's strong. He's yeah, 104 kilos, which I would not have guessed.
0: Yeah, uh, my one of my mates loves Herbie. Yeah, no, he's so, he, he's funny old Herbie. Is he? Yeah, yeah. very funny.
1: Always shit stirring. Oh, Always. Always. You need people like that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Um, so I was, I, well, I kind of said to you when you came in that um, I was thinking about where I wanted to go with this podcast, and I realized like there's just not really any of your story kind of out there. So I was yeah. just, I was just wondering like. Uh, like just like who's Tyson Gamble as a kid? How'd you get into footy? Yep. All that sort of stuff. How'd you get to where you are now, I guess?
1: Um, well, for, footy's always been in my family. Like my eldest sister played touch footy for Australia when she was in high school and stuff. My eldest brother always plays, played footy. My parents always watched it. Like they were always staunch doggy supporters growing up. Oh, yeah. And I think just because my family loved footy, that's my parents obviously put me in when I was – Six or seven yeah and i just have not stopped playing since like i haven't have missed a year for anything really i've i've loved it where'd you grow up um so i grew up like around like north lakes area oh okay so i've lived there pretty much my whole yeah, life true. and um, parents are doggy supporters yeah yeah <laughs> weird not neither of my family is from sydney true. I, mean, I, I don't know why but yeah so we were always staunch doggies fans yeah um so i started my footy career at like pine central holy spirit yep played there since i was like from 7 to 12, which is pretty good. Like my dad pretty much coached me my whole like junior footy career. Then I, then I moved to Albany Creek, changed clubs. I played there from 13 to about uh, 14 or 15. Yeah. And then that's when I went to Redcliffe. Yeah. So I played Cyril Connolly, which is like the under 16 comp where you verse like uh, North and teams from up North, yeah. down South. And then the winners of that, Play the winners of the under 16 comp in Sydney. Sydney, yeah. But okay. We got folded. Redcliffe, yeah. play, we got beat. I think one, won two games at like eight that we played. Yeah, true. So then I stayed at Redcliffe ever since for, for like footy. Um, That's where you played your Q Cup and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Redcliffe is a massive part of my footy career. Yeah. So when I, I played, and then I, so after that, I played 18s like the Malmoninga, same thing, still yep. playing it ready. Um, and then I didn't, one year I didn't get picked for that because I was a year younger, so I didn't – and then I was just sort of th- thinking to myself, oh, like, if I don't get picked for uh, that. Like, because I had blokes like Jaden Nickarima that I, that I always played against. I had blokes like Brendan Fry who were like 18, signing deals to the Broncos to play 20s, and yeah. signing signing deals elsewhere to play 20s, and I wasn't even getting picked to play Malman at my local app like Redcliffe. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe footy's not really for me. So were, then –
0: Were you always a half? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've
1: always played. I've, I was never really this big though. Like I, yeah, I was gonna ask I had that. a really late growth spurt, like until I, I think I was like eight. Like I was always sort of tall, but I never really filled out until I was like eighteen. Yeah, okay. Really, 18, yeah, yeah. 19. yeah, eighteen. I'd say yeah. So then went up. Well, when I officially turned eighteen, I was playing just premier grade at Redcliffe, mm-hmm. which is it was called the Nev Blair Shield or something. Yeah. And like I was didn't take that seriously at all. Like I was getting on the piss on weekends, like Friday nights playing Sunday. Just because yeah, yeah. it was just like, I've always played footy. So I just kept playing. And then yeah. I was turned 18, you leave school. I was working just, I started actually working as a, a shop fitter. Okay. I did that for three years. And then, um, yeah. So while I was still yeah, at Redcliffe, Nev Blair, I get um, yeah, drinking every weekend as you do at 18 when you first yeah, leave yeah. school, drinking every weekend, not really taking footy seriously. Um, and then towards the back end of that year, the Colts coach Come to watch one of my games, and which it cultures under twenties yeah, Redcliffe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, come to watch one of my games, and I was, I was, I was hungover as, but well. I, I played really good just because the comp itself wasn't really like yeah, that yeah. great. So I, I was like, I played really good in that. And that. Then he said, "Oh, come to, come up to the senior training, the twenties training, and we'll <clears throat> see if we can get you a game." So I was like, I was cheering because I didn't think I would have even got signed to play senior footy at Redcliffe. Like mm. I was sort of just going to give it up at the end of that year for me, yeah. so I, wouldn't, I didn't, wouldn't know where to go. I think I'd have to go to play like local A grade or something, but yeah, eventually, so I went there. So I, I trained a few weeks and then my debut for Redcliffe Colts was on the wing. True. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird, so, so they had a rule. If you were late to the team bus, you didn't play that week. And then I was 18th man um, and yeah, the winger didn't turn up. So I debuted on the wing. Never played. What was that my, like? Bro, nerve-wracking as. Because yeah. I'd never been under the high ball. Like first game, like they looked after me, the boys. They were all a good bunch of fellas. So, yeah, that was nerve-wracking. And then I played every game of that the rest of the under-20 seasons since then. So, after that game, I played in the halves for them. Mm-hmm. played pretty good. Um, and we went on to win that grand final. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I was 18 playing in the Colts team. where We won a grand finals. That was sort of my first taste of senior footy. Yeah. Like seeing how – they weren't really professional, but it's sort of semi-professional because like when you you can still go, you know, you get the A grade at Redcliffe and then Queensland Cup. Yeah. So that was sort of my first real taste because I got to see how those boys trained, how they were coached. And I was sort of – then, I yeah, and then I signed a contract to go back to Redcliffe the following year for two years to play in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that I was just like, oh, maybe maybe this is sort of like maybe my career is sort of kick-starting again. Um, and I just obviously kept playing at Redcliffe in the 20s um for the following year and then the next year they didn't want me to play 20s even though i could have yeah because they wanted to try like fast track me through to queensland cup So can i just get you sit a little closer than mine yeah sorry um, all good um yeah so i wanted to fast track me through to queensland cup um so i played the a grade Otherwise, it was called brl like the brisbane rugby league that year yeah um and i started the year really good um middle of the year shocking like sorry about that I played so bad like I don't know what it was like I still like loved footy and I think it was just like I was just so down on confidence like like we were still winning games but I was just playing bad like really bad and then it, we got to one game before the finals and I had an absolute shocker like I was playing the hards I have like four knock-ons I just had the worst game I've ever played in my life and I was so down and the next week at training the coach is like you either play really good in the halves this week or I'm going to have to like change your position. Like I, I can't have you play like that in such a big position. Like you've got to find something Yeah. or I'm going to have to sort of drop you or like not play you. And I was like, oh, shit. Sort of a bit of another reality check. So my next game was a, a finals game against Winham. Yeah. And we absolutely pumped them. I played unreal. So yeah, I think yeah. – and then I that was like another turning point in my career because – we won that game. Then we went on to win the grand final that following year. So I won two grand finals at Redcliffe in three years. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, unreal. Then the next year I got my cup debut. Yep. Which, believe it or not, was with Benji.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. So it was the same. So the so year he, signed he with was with the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. So
1: when he signed with Brisbane. My first cup game was with his first cup game at Redcliffe which was so That's weird. Crazy. That's a crazy story to like even think about. Like My first game with Benji wasn't even in the NRL. It was playing Queensland Cup for Redcliffe. Yeah. So, what yeah. Was, so was he the half and you were 5'8"? Well, he played oh. fullback. Oh, did he? Yeah. True. So, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why when he's a test half. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he played fullback, which is weird. Um, he's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, so he that was my first, yeah, experience with him, which was pretty cool. And I played I, – one of my best games I've ever played again in my debut yeah. for Queensland Cup. Um, and then it only took – so I played another four games or five games and then I had my first deal on the table from the Tigers. Yeah. Um, Which was, again, everything sort of happened really fast for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, oh, shit. I forgot to say um from 20s. Before I played BRI, the Sharks wanted to sign me. Oh, okay. And like to play, move down there and play 20s. But sort of Redcliffe convinced me, the coaches there, the board and that convinced me to stay and just try play cup. Because most of the most of the kids my age obviously go and play 20s. Yeah. Where, wherever it be, like Brisbane, in Sydney somewhere, they go try play 20s, and that's they think that's the best way to get the to the NRL. But for me, I didn't end up going because only a year contract that would have had to move my apprenticeship. My life all the way down to Sydney for something that might not have been longer than a year, yeah. Um, so I didn't end up doing that, yeah. Let sort of didn't let Redcliffe convince me, but they convinced me to say to stay. And I think that was the best des- decision that I had made in my career, yeah, to stay and try to play Queensland Cup. Because most of the well, once I did sign to the Tigers, I had already played Cup for a, a year, and most of the people my age were graduating 20s and going into like trying to play yeah. cut from then so I sort of had that leg up I guess of the experience against playing like the experience of playing against men and then, yeah so which is good for me like I loved it um loved my time with the tigers but it it got cut short because I signed when Ivan was there so when Ivan Clear was the head coach yeah. was the year that he signed me so I think it was 2018 he signed me he gave me my NRL debut which I definitely was not ready for yeah okay. not at all yeah because it was my first – I think I'd been around in the NRL system for like seven months from preseason to when I when I played or something, like eight months or something like that. So that was 2018. Yeah.
0: Who was, who was around the Tigers then?
1: Well, that's the year they signed. Like Benji went back there from yeah. Brisbane. Benji went back there. Josh Reynolds signed there. Oh, yeah. Um, like Russell Packer, Ben Madalino, Chris McQueen. Like they mm-hmm. had – like it was just a big signing spree for the Tigers. And it was meant to be like a really good year for us, and it started off like really good, but then injuries hit, yeah, pretty bad. Um, yeah, so I've actually got my debut around uh, seventeen, I think, against Canberra, um, but there was no way I was ready for that. Like, just, just I thought I was obviously because every kid's dream was to play yeah. NRL, and I finally get the debut, but yeah, I just was so far out of my league. Like, I just wasn't mature enough to play. Like, I was just. Doing dumb things. I yeah, just didn't earn it really. Like I just thought I'd go out there and play really good because I that's what I'd do when I'm from yeah. playing 18s to 20s, I played really good. Then 20s to A grade, I played really good, and then A grade to cup, I played really good. So I just thought the next step would be just as easy. But yeah. it definitely wasn't. It was like, yeah, so bad. <laughs> I played so bad. Like we got beat. I think it was we were up 12 10 at halftime, but then they ended up winning like 36 12. Like they just dominated us in the second half. That would have been a good camera side, too. Yeah. It like like White was a yeah. fullback that time. Yeah. Um, it was Blake Austin and Aid oh, Season yeah. in the halves. Yeah. So, yeah, to start that game, I kicked the ball dead. And I was just, that was just like, oh, okay, here we go. It's going to be one of those sort of games for me. So, yeah, played shocking. That game was that bad for us. We didn't even do a review on it. Oh really? Yeah. And then I didn't even he didn't like Ivan didn't drop me or anything. He just didn't say anything. I wasn't even picked in the next team. I'd completely out of the twenty one. You know, they picked like the four. Yeah, yeah. I was I'd been in that a few weeks leading up to it, completely out of that. Um, yeah, didn't really say anything to me for the rest the year. That's
0: kind of shit though. Yeah.
1: So that's like my confidence was knocked from that. Like yeah. you finally get a debut. Like I knew I played bad. No, like no one really cut to me like and said, Oh, I don't like sort of. Don't worry about it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, nothing from the coaches at all. That's tough. Yeah, which is sort of tough to take being 21. Um, Yeah, obviously rattled. I'd played bad in my first NRL game. We got beat by, yeah, 20-something points. It just wasn't a good feeling. So the rest of my year was not that good, but it wasn't bad playing cup. And then the off-season, Ivan signed to Penrith. Yeah. And Madge come in, which was – which I thought for me would have been pretty good. Cause then I had like a fresh start with a new coach. Like I could have had a ripped into preseason, which I did and tried to impress him, which I th- I thought I did. Um, and I had a, like one of my best off seasons I've ever had. Um, but for some reason he didn't see me as a half. Like I think there was a game there when Benji was injured, Josh Reynolds was injured as well. And then it was sort of, well, Brooks, was already the half. So he yes. does those two bikes playing for the six. And then it was sort of me, like the, the like bottom of the food chain I guess yeah and those two were injured and I went to see him I was like oh am I a chance to play and he's like oh no I don't think he's been playing well enough in Queen in New South Wales Cup so they played Ryan Madison which oh, is fair played enough. Ryan Madison at yeah. The six. yeah well Maddo had played six for the Roosters a few years previously yeah. or before so he's a gun and I thought yeah fair enough like whatever and I, I saw that hurt a little bit because I was like the next in line you're gonna take our best back rower out of his position and put him in the halves. Yeah. So I was a bit of a, like, oh, okay, sweet. But then, so he said I wasn't really playing that well. But a couple of weeks after that, I got picked for the New South Wales residence team. Yeah. Which is like the Queensland so New you South are Wales. So I was like, I must have been doing something right to be picked out of all the, I think there's like 13 or 14 teams in New South Wales Cup. Out of yeah. all those teams, we get picked in the halves. I must have been doing something right with all yeah. the talent that's i think jerome luai was even playing cup at that time true so penrith like he was up and down from the the nRL squad um so i got picked in that team um yeah and i by next so i, I actually couldn't play in that I, I was i ended up going back to 18th man because i had to come back home to brisbane for something so i just said to the coach like oh, okay i have to go back to brisbane Yeah. It it was like it was in a bye weekend for the NRL, so there was no games. Yeah. And then something happened, so I did come back up to Brisbane. So he he was pretty sweet with it. He let me sort of drop back to 18th man and fly back home. Yeah. Um, which wasn't too bad. But yeah, my next cup game then when like the season sort of come back in the next week, Madge was like, didn't want me to play in the halves for New South Wales Cup. Oh. Which and I was like, well, that's where I've always played. Like, where else am I gonna play? And he made me play in the centres. For a couple games, and then the week before I got a trade, oh not a trade but got released from the Tigers to come back home. He didn't even want me playing there, he wanted me off the bench playing hooker. Yeah, and okay. I'd never played any of that. And I was just like, if I and my that was my last year at the Tigers, like off contract. And my manager was like, Well, if you're not playing in the halves, we sort of got to move you so we can get you playing in the halves so we can get you a, a deal for the following year. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and then Brisbane said that they'd have me for the rest of the 2019 season, yeah, um, which is pretty good. So I, I, it was a bit of an awkward, like conversation with Madge, I guess, when I went out when I wanted the release, yeah, because it was sort of like he sort of didn't, yeah, I don't really know. Like it was, we had the conversation. It was sort of like I just didn't want to be talking to him because I was so off him at the time. I was like, man, yeah, I, I've ripped in all off season. I've made the. Like the residence team, and now I'm not even good enough to play cup in the halves here. And that was sort of like, I just had a chip on my shoulder ever since then. Cause he, I left there, come up to Brisbane, which was, which was a not a bad year for Brisbane, but like we got beat by Eels really badly in the final. Yeah. It was like 50 St. Nils. Yeah, I remember that game. But for me, that year was actually, it started horribly, but I ended that year with Redcliffe, the Dolphins, and they were third last when I got there. Yeah. um and sunny coast hadn't lost a game that was my first game for redcliffe once i got back so i was like oh here we go. i can't yeah. kind even of ease myself back in but yeah they put me in straight away redcliffe into the halves cuz i'd knew, known the coach from the two years previous when i was playing yep um so he put me straight in and we ended up beating them like we beat sunny coast and they had harry grant playing nico hines was playing like they were stacked True, yeah, yeah they were stacked like they they didn't win the grand final that year but they lost to png so it was like a yeah. Yeah, like they were a good, really team. good team. Really yeah. good team. yeah. So we beat them and that sort of put me in siege as I was like because I was just like a train and trial player pretty much for them. But um, then that sort of opened all the trainers' eyes at Brisbane and the coaches' eyes that I can actually sort of play some footy. Yeah. And then f- at Redcliffe we played 12 games that year um, and we we lost two. So one regular season game for me. Well, since I, was, I played 12, we lost one. Like fixture game, and we lost the final by like four points. But I was sort of played really good in all of that, and then I got another like. That's when I got another deal with Brisbane. They gave me a yeah. I signed a year contract with them for the following year, which was sort of not really what I wanted. Like I wanted two years, and they only offered me a rookie contract too, which is sort of not great. Yeah, (laughs) not great when you're when you're a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. because I I was twenty three that year on the rookie contract. Um, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't all that great money. Yeah. So I'm living out of home now, all my own bills to pay for are not that great money. And You get paid monthly. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. ages. So it's the 15th of every month we get paid. Yeah. Um. So you've got to be pretty smart with your money because otherwise you, you, you're sweet for two weeks. I'm and sure then you've there's got, a few lessons. In yeah. <laughs> oh, plenty. I'm still getting them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is. It's Yeah. It's hard to sort of work out what works for you when you get paid monthly because it's – yeah. It's not easy, but no, nah. yeah, especially, so I was on the rookie contract for the, I think it was the 2020 season, last year? Yeah, 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 2020 season. So I was on the rookie contract for that. Um And then that was the year COVID hit. So we played one cup game and I played pretty good in that and then COVID hit. So there was no cup games at all for the rest of the year. Last True. year. Yeah. So I did oh, not, and so the didn't. So you did really two, get to play. Nah. So the yeah. only two games I played last year was Sieb's put me in at, on on the, on the bench at number 14. That was against the Storm, man. Yeah. You guys got, we got <laughs> rolled. Yeah. <flopped. laughs> um, yeah. So he put me on the bench at 14 and a position I've never played. I could never play hooker before in my life. Never defended in the middle. Yeah. And then it was even worse because I hadn't been playing footy. So I had no match fitness at all. Just got thrown in there sort of thing. We got we got pumped. Yeah. And then so I got dropped <laughs> the following week from that. Um, And I was still tr- – like I still was training pretty good in the halves. And then Siebes left. Yeah. He got – well, didn't leave. He got yeah. sort of sacked. So then we had an interim coach for a little bit. Um, And he did – actually didn't pick me to play that Eels game at the end of the year. He yeah. didn't name me. Crofty got knocked out in one of the captain's runs. True. Also, one of the training sessions prior. So, and you need it's like with the protocols, you got to have like I think it's seven days off. Yeah. Um. So I was only half left. So I ended up getting a game, but obviously got knocked out yeah. in the first fifty-three seconds. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, not great. Not not a great year of forty for me anyway. I didn't get to play all that much, but got another year extension with Brisbane. into yep. the, And I was actually in the top thirty, which was this year. Um. So and then a new head coach again. So I had. What, like, uh, you have had, you've Madge, had like five coaches, Siebes, the interim head coach, I think it was Pete Jenner at the time, and now Kevy. Yeah. For my four years or five years in full time footy. Yeah. So it's every it's barely, year for me has it's been. It's barely like, four. Yeah. Every year for me has been trying to get to know a new coach, trying to prove to him that I want to be here. Yeah. That this is what I want. And like, so he can learn about me. Um, but yeah, this. Like, so, for this season, this preseason, I come in like the fittest I've ever been because I was like new head coach. Sort of, we had a we just coming off a wooden spoon, like he's going to be coming in thinking, or oh, like ready to look at who's been keeping fit in the offseason. So, I come in and ripped in. I had a my best preseason I've ever had. Like, we do like a it's called a Bronco, yeah. I know the Bronco, yeah. yeah. So, I ran at 438 in that, oh, which was shit. one of the fastest, I, like fastest I've ever run. It was. Like I got the quickest. Me and Terps around the same time, and Jermaine was a second behind us. Yeah. But yeah. So that were like I come in so fit, just because I was like I want to prove to him like this is what I want. He did, obviously didn't really know who I am because he just come in and just gets he just got given that roster. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to prove to him like this is sort of what I want. Um. But with him coming in, he didn't know anything about me, but knew stuff about like the other three halves. So like Crofty. Yeah. Milf. Um, and Tommy. Mm-hmm. And that's who he, the three he started with for the first sort of eight rounds, seven rounds, yeah. or whatever it was. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah, then it's sort of, yeah, obviously he played me in that round eight game against the Titans. Yeah. And then, yeah, my career sort of, yeah. Yeah, went up, went upwards from there. I sort of, yeah, I played pretty good the first two games. Well, I, well from my personal view, I thought I played pretty good those first two games. But I think, as I said before, I had a, like a five week period there where I was, not just not up to standard still pretty good though yeah oh I think well there's a couple of games that wasn't too bad but like we lost and I just wasn't doing my job the way Kevy wanted me to or like the way I should have been doing it and I yeah. think it, I think it was also just because it was my first proper year playing consistent NRL so it's sort of hard to be consistent in like a professional league when I haven't really done it that often yeah um, and I was constantly versing new teams I'd never versed before, players I'd never versed before. So it was always like a, oh shit, I'm I've got to tackle kick Kickout, <laughs> sweet. Oh, I've got I've got to tackle another bloke that's just huge that you see on TV, yeah, destroying teams. It was sort of, I think I let myself get too worried about the other team mm-hmm. and what was going to be coming at me instead of worrying about myself and what I had to do. Yeah, for that sort of period. Um, but yeah, so then we had the reset where our strength conditioner was sacked. Pete Nolan was sacked. Um, players are sort of told to like move on. Yeah. But then they were sort of still at the club. Um, like with Logie, like he was sort of like, oh, he's moving on. No, nah, he's staying. But then two days later he was gone to the Warriors and it was just sort of like, yeah, what's going on? Like, <laughs> so like you what, guys, what like in, inside
0: as well, like you guys didn't even really know what was going on. No idea.
1: Yeah. No idea. So you it, like it was It's such a weird thing. Being at the Broncos because the media finds things out before we do as players. Yeah. So, yeah, that that for us was weird because it was sort of like, yeah, Lodgy's been sort of told he can look elsewhere. Well, for me, it was weird because he was told he could look elsewhere, but he was still at the club. And I think then Kevin had come out and said, look, he's staying for the rest of the year. We want to keep him. Yeah. He's staying. And then the next week, he was signed to the, yeah, Warriors. the Warriors. Yeah. And I was just like, well, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. weird, but righto. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think now – and then from the reset, obviously, uh, yeah, we played – started playing really good. Yeah. It was sort of – I think we all just sort of had a realisation, not as a team but individually, like, oh, we're not – just because we wear that Broncos jersey doesn't mean you're an NRL player. Like yeah. Just because you're on the field, you can't – like, you're not an NRL player. It's sort of like you've got to earn it, really. And then we come out and we played the best – I think one of the best games we've had against the Sharks – yeah, who were in fine form at that time. I think they had one four straight or five straight. Yeah, Sean Johnson was killing it. Um, like they were playing a really good footy. And I think everyone just thought, oh, here we go. Sharks are up against the Broncos. Sharks needed to – they needed to win or something to stay in the eight or like get a few points clear in the eight. Yeah, and I think we shocked a few people with that game. Yeah. No, I think we did. shocked ourselves the most because it was just sort of like, well, there's no reason why we can't do this every week. Like if anything, this is the – like not the worst team, but not as good of a team of what we've had all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've lost players. We've had blokes debuting. Like we had like eight debutants or something this year or something crazy.
0: Yeah. That's something that people fail to mention like in the media and you see fans talking. Like the the Broncos as an organisation, how many injuries have they had just over yeah. the last two years? Well, I think- That's something you can't really help. I think
1: for us this year, we used like 34 players. That's and you, you only have a squad, a top 30 squad of 30. Yeah. And then obviously- um, they brought um, Albert Kelly from South in, even though he yeah. was sort of doing pre-season with us. And then Carmichael come back for a couple games. games. So. Yeah,
0: that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that
1: <laughs> was, a bit was pretty nostalgic. cool. Yeah, but so we used a lot of players. We had a lot of injuries, had a lot of suspensions too, like a lot yeah. of suspensions. Um, but yeah, it was just a – I think it was a good club effort to finish the year. It wasn't mainly the players. It was like every everyone at the club just had a feeling like, of like we were going in the right direction. Like yeah. we actually had, it felt like we had a direction and we had something to strive for.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that like 20, 2020, was just like, what, what's even going on? Yeah. Whereas this year you could kind of see. And then I guess the fact that you guys signed Reynolds so early on in the season, it's like, oh, well, we've got that guy coming. Like, yeah. how can we start building towards him? And then yeah. you guys signed Capewell and, and you've made some other good signings too.
1: Yeah. Well, we've re-signed a lot of our young boys. Like yeah. Cobo re-signed for three Man, years. And he is a gun. Yeah. TC re-signed for two but, yeah, we just had a lot of like off-field stuff this year that really hurt us, I think. Yeah. Just, like, constantly being in the media with players leaving. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as I said before, we're one-team city, so if we're playing bad, there's, like, 45 different articles about it. It's yeah. Like, just telling players they're playing bad, saying, oh, Kevy sort of doesn't know what he's doing. He's, it's, he's, like, yeah, in his head, head over heel, he's got no idea sort of thing. But in saying that, it's... Yeah, I think it was good for us as a club anyway. Yeah. Good for me anyway because it's like I'd sort of always been like a winner. Like I've always yeah, won. Like always I've, won. I've, I hate, I've hated losing. Every club I was sort of at, like we always – what prior to being in the NRL, like I always won. I never missed a final series when I was playing senior footy. Like from 20s to Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup, I'd never missed a final series. And then, um, yeah, Broncos hurt a lot. Because I, I didn't play footy last year, yeah. didn't make the finals. And then I was playing NRL this year, didn't make the finals. So it sort of – and then seeing the blokes that played in the finals, like Knights played in the finals and we beat them. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we beat – like we would – I think we lost by a point to Penrith and then lost by six points to Penrith. Yeah. Um, like there's just – and then they go on to win the grand finals. So of like, well – there's no reason, like it just like sort of lights a fire under me that I just like I know what we what we have and we could have played final footy this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, you guys definitely showed that you could, especially and especially when like all the guys are in and you've got your squad and yeah. you guys
1: look really good.
0: So, yeah. Um, as a Broncos fan that just watches from the from the TV and the sideline, like this year was like actually a lot of fun. Like yeah. last year, I watched every minute of every game last year. <laughs> just like <laughs> shocking. I'm out, just yeah. sitting there. I'm like, like yeah. It's, it's hard, but especially like when you – because the season started a little bit 50 – like a little bit shaky mm. and that round eight when you get, when you came in, like that really that first – well, the first 15 minutes happened and after watching the Broncos for the whole year before yeah. and then the seven rounds before that, it kind of became a custom like as a Bronco fan, ah oh, we see our guys go down 22-0 in the first 15 minutes. This, game, this is about to be a cricket score. Yeah. and It ends up yeah. being a cricket score the other way. You guys yeah. just – Turn it around and I
1: think not really sure what was said or who said it, but like they scored that try. I think I can't remember what the last one was. I think it was Peaches, yeah, Peaches. And then he was like, they were all carrying on a little bit, like yeah. all the Titans so I are like running in, talking a whole lot of shit. And, um, and yeah, I don't know, I think it was, I can't remember who said something, but yeah, it was just like someone was just like just going off like just spraying everyone just not like like badly but they were just sort of saying like this is our house this is our house sort of thing like yeah you're like sort of like you're embarrassing everyone like you're embarrassing it like you're embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing the club and then yeah I don't really know what happened it was just like whatever it just flipped the switch and we just started playing footy yeah yeah. like usually in the past if we were down 22 points it was sort of like yeah (laughs) Right. It's about to be forty probably. Yeah. Here we go. Like we were just sort of shy away from it. But we went actually took the game back from Titans. Like yeah, we I think I don't know how long it took, but we scored a few quick tries. I think Jermaine. Jermaine put that best big year. right foot. Yeah. Well that it was
0: funny because I was I was re I was rewatching it. And Jermaine was copping a little bit of shit from the commentators about his positioning at fullback yeah. defensively, yeah. and um, and then I kind of remembered that he had a big impact. And then it's kind of funny because you start seeing him; he's so talented with yeah. the ball. Hey, yeah. like, oh, his like his
1: footwork's like footwork's ridiculous. Yeah. But he put that Crazy. big
0: that big right foot on, and then he went downfield, and you were the first one yeah. there. Got it to you,
1: and then it, I passed to and Xavier. Then you passed to, yeah. yeah, Xavier and then he scored. Coach. And I think when teams score long range tries like that, it's sort of. Just rattles you as a defence, like as a team, because you're just sort of like, what happened? Yeah, like you you, you sort of defend like like block shapes and like yeah. people like, like things like that every training session, all through preseason. But when a team just makes a line break from nothing, from a kick chase where there's eight defenders and one bloke carrying the ball back and yeah. it goes straight through you, it's sort of just like disheartening. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, what happened?
0: That like, was that was talking about block shapes. That's something I noticed from you in that game and. Like the Broncos, just we just had a tendency of going sideways because we didn't yeah. have like Milford likes to kind of like get out and do his thing. Yeah, because
1: he's got good forward Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, but
0: you were just kind of like all of your touches. It's just like one or two feet, like one or two steps, like on an angle, and then you just kept on straightening yeah. up, and you were just straightening us up the whole game. Yeah, and you're either hitting like obviously one of our forwards, or you're playing at the back and. It was the first time we'd seen the Broncos with that kind of like a player actually getting up to the line. and Yeah. And obviously with your size, I don't think you're too scared of any sort of no, contact. No, not really. So. I think
1: like Kevin really gets into me about that because I usually have a tendency of going like diagonally, like sideways, yeah. but he's always every training session, stay straight, stay straight. Like- See, that's fine. I wouldn't have picked that because no. it always feels like you're going yeah, straight. Yeah, because well, if he put like – because I'm a sort of – I learn from – doing things like I can't you can't show me something on a bit of paper or a video and I I will not learn it I learn from just like doing things repetitively yeah and like even if a train, if I start going sideways it's sort of it's all like a running joke with like me and him like he's just like like sort of stay straight like stay straight and then if I like we always do review Mm -hmm. after games and he'll point pinpoint things where I was straight and I really looked well like Rick looked really good our shape um, but then when I don't, how it turns out. So it sort of yeah. it gets in my head anyway. So when I'm at training, I'm thinking, oh, go straight, like find the defender that I want to sort of pin and stop in the defensive line, mm-hmm. and that's sort of just what I've got to do. Yeah, and I think that sort of helped me anyway. Simplify. It's it's so hard to have so many things running in your brain, like what shape you want to do, what like how you want to hold a defender. Yeah. But with Kevy, just he just says, mate, just chill out. Like it's just footy. Like, yeah, you don't have to. Do the special play every time. Like it's just yeah. – if you just do the like the small things really good consistently, it'll look good and you'll eventually get that big play. Yeah. Like you're not just going to have a big play to start the game every time. Like it's just yeah. do the little things well. Stay straight. Play like just, yeah, stay straight, defend, and that's pretty much all he really told me to do by yeah. the end of the year. and that's basically
0: what you did that whole titans game was everything was straight and you weren't really overplaying your hand yeah and then they finally kind of like they came in off xavier's wing and you threw that like floater little cutout over the top and that's where he put the kick in and i think that's where you got aj sent off yeah i mean you chased (laughs) through and got the ball and so like and it's funny because like yeah like you played super reserved you just tackled well and then throw that ball over the top and then we end up getting them sent for 10. And that's when we really went on that run. Yeah. And I don't know, you say you don't like watching it back. I think it was the first time we'd seen a Bronco player in a little while show a bit of emotion and yeah. energy. And it was, it was kind of good to see. Yeah. So I think a lot of the Broncos fans appreciated yeah, it. Yeah, I, I
1: had a lot of fans sort of send me good things and sort of like say, oh, like we love seeing, like love the passion and that sort yeah. of stuff. But there's a lot of lot of the complete opposite too, which is I like, I don't. I like being on social media and stuff and I like reading things, but I don't really let it get to me. Yeah. I usually just screenshot it, send it to a few of the boys <laughs> yeah. my, some of the things that people were saying were ridiculous, like going off. There's people are dumb. Yeah, oh <laughs> honestly. Man, I, it was so funny. So funny. I like I I don't like reading the good things about me, but the bad things are what I read. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't I'd rather read the bad things of me and like think about it and be like, Oh, is he sort of Yeah being is that true or not? Like Obviously not the wankers that I get in my like in Instagram messages, yeah, yeah. but like the coaching stuff and things like that. If it's that sort of negative, I'll really go like I always re-watch my games. Yeah. And then the coaches watch them as well. So if I play bad, I'm really hard on myself. But if I play good, I don't really take any of the praise. Yeah. I don't, like I well, I try not to. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I when I play bad, I'm really hard on myself. Like yeah. really hard on myself, which is probably not a good thing. Probably not. But um, yeah, it's just how I've always been. I hate I hate making errors. I hate playing bad. So when I do, it really gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> really badly gets yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, from the outside looking in, just having you as a half defending the way you do, even if like the thing you get yeah. most out of the game is just your defense because there hasn't been many times where I've seen you get run over the top of or anything like that. So yeah. that's been great to watch. Um, but yeah, I guess what – what's what's like the mood you're obviously in your off season now like what's off season like
1: well for me um usually i try to get away but obviously with covid and that you can't really go anywhere and me and my partner just bought a house oh nice so that's sort of where most of our money's going at the moment so i haven't really done all that much done the old beach trip here in the upstate coast goldie but yeah i haven't really done all that much yeah it's but obviously i don't you get too Well, we've got eight weeks so um I wanted to go to Airly and like obviously get away like properly away from Brisbane and all that, but the house is too important. Yeah, yeah. And with the market now, everything's like crazy. So I got in as got in as early as we could, Um, and then yeah, getting paid monthly is not that great. So I got paid. Yeah, my money went to the house. I've got (laughs) no money now, so I got to wait till the fifteenth of this month, and I'll be right. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't. My off seasons usually see family again because we were in the bubble a lot too. So that made hard. What was the bubble like? Um, it wasn't so bad this year, I think, cause we knew what we yeah. were in for, but the year before, man, was no good. Like you literally, you go from home to training and then when you get to training, you've got to wear a mask, you've got to get your temperature taken, you've yeah. got to, you've got to wear a mask throughout the whole place unless you're on the field. Um, you even, even to go to the Coles and that you had to like log it. So we've got an NRL checkup app. If you yeah. went to a Coles, you had to log it in your phone. We were, and that's the only place that we couldn't go to like – if the shopping center had a Coles and like a, a cafe, you couldn't go to the cafe. Yeah, If you right. to go to Coles, and that was it. If you went to a, to a service station, you had to wear gloves and a mask to fill up your car. True. It was just like just the weirdest rules. It
0: would have been annoying too because like I guess in 2020, like you weren't playing that much. Like at least this year you're kind of like, ah, oh, like all this shit. Like yeah. at least I'm playing on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Whereas last year like you're kind of like – you're not playing a lot, but you're still part of that. You yeah. still got to do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that was yeah, that was hard because, like, you sit there, you do the tra- same training as everybody else, and then you don't get the reward on the weekend of actually being able to play footy. Yeah, I think I, like, I took that for granted a lot because you've always played. Yeah, always played, and didn't have anything to do on weekends. Like I wasn't playing footy, couldn't go out and see my mates. Yeah, couldn't do anything. I, had, I literally sat at home all weekends doing nothing. Like you just, yeah. it was so boring yeah so boring and obviously I had it pretty good because I was still working still getting paid and I was playing footy like I was training throughout the week still seeing my mates at footy um so it's like and then those people losing their jobs and that sort of stuff so it's sort of I don't mean to like I don't know everyone's got their own circumstances though like that's sort of it was just tough for me because I I like being social I like going out and seeing people I like going to do things and then that all gets taken away and you just sit at home yeah yeah sit at home do nothing like it was yeah tough but obviously it was everybody was doing it it wasn't just me that had to sit at home everybody was sort of in a lockdown and yeah all that but yeah this year was actually not too bad yeah and so okay. we knew what was coming yeah um so you sort of
0: was it a bit more lenient this year like in terms of like who you could see no if anything it
1: was a bit worse true yeah so well, obviously last year when we were playing we didn't have to wear like the mask when we're warming up or anything or like walking on the field or yeah. anything. But this year they're like if you're not training on the field, you have to be wearing a mask. Even if as soon as you walk off the field, the mask has to be on. True. Yeah. In the in our like facility, if you're walking around, you got to have a mask on. Yeah. Um if at the game you had to walk in with the mask on. If you were just sitting around stretching, you had to have a mask on. Warm up you didn't. Um, and then, before, like, after warm up, you have like five minutes, like, where you like, go to the toilet, you still have like your pregame speeches, all that sort of stuff. You had to have a mask on. And then, running out, you start to have a mask on and then, t- like, take it off and throw it on, the, like, in the bin as you're running off. Yeah, true. So, it was, uh, that, that's not the NRL. That was the government saying, okay. if we wanted to keep NRL going, this is what you had to do. Because that's when all the teams moved up. Yeah. So, I guess that's
0: one fortunate thing that, like, they all
1: came here. Yeah. Well, yeah yeah that's very good because obviously i got to stay at home yeah like all the other teams to the state apartments not see family i still got to see my partner i live i got two housemates yeah so. okay yeah yeah which is another weird thing so my housemates were still working
2: and yeah. I, I was
1: in a lockdown like from the nrl when everybody else was sort of like they could go out and do, go things. and do things so my housemates could go and do things and invite people over to my house that i lived at yeah but i couldn't i had to go sit in my room and self-isolate True, yeah, which obviously is not going to happen, yeah, yeah, because they're all like, no one's going to do that, and it's it's sort of like they can't like police it, but it's sort of just like if you did, and then we're only allowed, then it eased off a little bit, and we're allowed five people, yeah, at one time at our house, but you had to check all their temperatures and get all their details (laughs) and stuff like that, which is just like weird, yeah, yeah. We were, if we and then if we wanted to go to a cafe, we could only sit outside and it could be only with people in the bubble or people you live with. Yeah, right. So you couldn't I still couldn't go see parents. Oh, can like, you couldn't see your parents. No, cuz no, they were technically tough. out of the bubble. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't go couldn't go to the house, couldn't like it, yeah. That's tough. The rules are so weird. Like it was so black and white like what you could and what you couldn't do. Like yeah. was sort of like there was, oh, yeah, was grey areas everywhere in so much of like the rules they gave us. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't make any sense. But I guess it was just like a like a basic set of rules for everyone like sort of stick by this and stay on the straight and narrow but there's so many like little loopholes and stuff
0: yeah the nrl's done a pretty good job yeah of keeping it
1: going well the relocation itself was so like i gave everybody a few days and every team was up
0: yeah like wasn't the nrl the first professional sporting league back like last year something i think like they got back before like the nba everything um yeah so they kind of paved the way
1: yeah. for yeah well full credit to them because it was like it's obviously a lot of work that goes into that like we yeah. don't really see it. like we just like we hear oh yeah the, the bubble's going up to brisbane or all the, the sydney team's going to brisbane that's all you really hear but then it's sort of like you gotta find um hotels for every player every team there's 30 players then you've got all the staff then you've got all their gear like everything like it's not just the fact of finding somewhere from the state it's gonna be big enough they can have, I think there was two or three teams in one hotel and then they've, they'd have to go to a field that was blocked off Yeah, and no no fans could go to, find a gym for the players. True. And all that sort of stuff costs a lot of money.
0: I did see, I watched um, Oh, Chad Townsend. He's got like a YouTube channel. Yeah. And he put up a, like one of their training videos and they've got like a little tent. Like this the tent was the gym. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. It was
1: so dodgy And the teams that are in Brisbane or, or near us were pretty good because – at Broncos, there's a like that the Clive Berghoff Centre, which is yep. our our main training spot. But then across the road, there's another gym and a field. Yeah, so okay. I think the Tigers, Dragons, and some and another team was there. So like, it wasn't too bad. They had a, a proper gym and a field. But um, I know a few other teams at the Twin Waters up at Sunshine Coast. There's a field there because we usually do a, a camp up there every year. But yeah. the gym there is like outside, like yeah, dodgy for full, like for a full team. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's hard to think that they would have three or four teams at their, like they're staying, yeah. one field and one gym and you've got three teams that have all got to use that throughout the week at the yeah. same time or like morning yeah, and afternoon. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah, the lot the planning that went into it was like pretty impressive yeah. to get that all sort of sorted in a few days. Yeah, true. Um, Yeah, and then to keep the season going as well. Yeah. Pretty impressive props Props. yeah. And pretty I'm impressive because right. yeah. then all the game, like there was like six games at Suncorp or whatever, five at Suncorp, maybe one at Townsville if they had a game in Gold Coast. And then there by the end of it, Suncorp was torn up. I was gonna say, what was the field Torn like? up, yeah, yeah feel of it. And then that's why they were moving, like they took games to Redcliffe, yeah. Which I thought, I love Redcliffe, that's how nice is the that new state. St- I haven't so played there yet. Oh, I got to play there before, True. like when the far side was up with the cover, yeah. But the other side hadn't been done yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been there since. That field is unreal. Yeah, I
0: got to – the only time I've been – I went to watch uh trial match between the Titans and Broncos. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, nah, so schmick, nice. Okay, hey, very schmick. Even yeah. – because they've got a training field at the back as well, which is just as nice. Like, nice as Yeah, true. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, The facilities there are so good. Obviously, they spent the money, but – Well, they're trying to get that in our yeah, side, so. Yeah, well, I, I think they get there. I don't – like, I don't know what the other – bids are i know that the like jets and jets and another team and, have come together yeah i'm trying to think who it is is it the Firebirds? it's fire brisbane fire something yeah i don't know it's something like that potentially yeah but then like i sort of look at that and i get yeah it's a good bid like that like one club's got the like the catchment zone the, the stadium the field and the other one's got the money but then isn't that what happened to the tigers yeah like two teams had to merge and it's sort of it's not that it hasn't worked like, rickliffe like, would have such a fan base yeah straight that's off the what bat. i thought too like sort of like that, Morton Bay region, like all up to Sunny Coast, and like yeah. Rocky and that. Like that's it's still pretty far, but like that's a big catchment zone because you go from there and then it's the next teams, Townsville, Townsville, yeah. So it's like a big area there for people, and then like Ipswich and Brisbane. Is yeah, like, I guess close, but and then but then you've got the Gold Coast there as well. So it's all three yeah. teams in one sort of catchment.
0: It'd be nice, and this and Sunny Coast like that whole all sunny coast and down towards Brisbane, like everyone loves their footy. Yeah. Like OzTag, Touch, Rugby yeah. League, like it's all yeah. massive. And so, yeah, having I, I'd i like to see Redcliffe and that, yeah. the, the stadium they've put together and yeah. everything. It'd be I, sick. I'm
1: biased just because I am yeah. love Redcliffe, so I'd love to see them get an NRL team. And I know how hard they've worked to get it yeah. from where that stadium was yeah. or how, so from crazy. where Redcliffe was back in the day when I was playing 20s and that's what it is now. It's, it's unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. Like that stadium's so – I think it holds like 15 or something or twelve to 15,000 yeah, like in true. the seats. But then you can have people – There's the hill at the – Yeah. The, the, then there's like – Yeah, you can have like another couple of thousand like around the stadium yeah. as well. So it holds a fair few people. And then the Leeds Club there's it, – It's cool nice. the Leeds Club looks down onto yeah, the field too. it's well – yeah, I've been up there blind plenty of times watching <laughs> footy. So it's a good spot to watch footy from. And then I think they do – on one side where it's covered, they do like like tables and you can hire out tables so you can like get a good good view like sort of up top yeah, looking yeah. down onto it. But it's just a good spot. Like I love Redcliffe. Yeah, man. It's sort of like I, – I just like the water and Redcliffe seems real chill, like real yeah. laid back I guess where – like in in Brisbane City, like I'm not a fan of the city. I hate like I, when I lived in Sydney, I was like, "Holy shit, this yeah. is crazy." I don't like it. I hated it. I don't it. like Sydney. So I, when I got to move back home, you sort of get a like how good Brisbane is. But even in the city, yeah. for me, Brisbane City is a bit too like hectic. Yeah, I don't like it. No, like I live around here and it's it's chill, but it's even still a bit too hectic for me. I like yeah. It. ages Yeah, ages do my own thing, bit chilled. But
0: yeah, I like. I've traveled around Australia and stuff, playing different basketball tournaments and stuff. And just like every single city I go to, I'm like, yeah, it's fun to be here, but I,
1: I'm good to go back to Brisbane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. There's no place like home. Yeah. That's absolutely. why when I got the chance to come back to Brisbane from the Tigers, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like it's home. Yeah, yeah. Home, like even like north side, south side, whatever, it's still home. Brisbane's yeah. home for me. So no, it's, it's hard to be away from something you've known your whole life as well. For, sure. For me, anyway, because I that was the first time I moved out of home. Was when I went to Sydney. Did you know many people down in Sydney? I knew no didn't know one. So they when I the Tigers put me in like a an apartment with another player that I met when I first got there. Yeah, true. didn't know him from a bar of soap. Um, That's tough. Yeah, no family down there. Didn't know anybody. First time living out of home. Not used to doing my own washing, my own <laughs> cooking. Like all, that, all that, all those little things, like. It's just given to you when you live at home, like your parents do it all the time. And yeah, then yeah. I've just chucked in the deep end, like yeah, here yeah, you know, go do this. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. Like it was, it was a good experience. I think it was um, probably the like, easiest way for me to learn anyway. You were growing up, I a lot, yeah. Then. I didn't have mum and dad just around the like around the corner if I ran out of something. Like I had to be yeah. smart with my money, make sure I had money the whole time to pay for like rent, pay for my car if I need, put money away in savings. Like I actually had to really s- smarten up quickly and like grow yeah. up. No, which is a good thing. It is it's probably a good thing, like a really good thing. It but is. um, yeah, not having my parents there was pretty tough, though. Yeah, and the whole time I was down there because um, like my family's not extremely well off. They didn't get to come down as much. I think we only got they only got to they come down for my debut, um, then probably one other game. Yeah, so okay. I Was down there for about a year and a half, just over. Yeah, didn't get to see my family all that much. I'd try to come back home as much as I could. Yeah, but it it could only be for like i could fly friday arvo and then leave sunday arvo yeah but then like you had to pay for flights which is not cheap yeah yeah, <laughs> either no, so I, it was hard not being able to see like not seeing family at all but i think yeah maybe grow up as a person yeah. i guess yeah you realize that the little things aren't as bad as what they actually seem like when you being at home and you're usually like oh like my oh, my washing didn't get done because i was such <laughs> i was such like i would have been the biggest shit of a kid i was so ungrateful for the little things yeah yeah like you like you know as a kid like when your parents say oh, to, like unload the dishwasher like take the rubbish out it's just like nah like you just don't do it yeah and then now you've got to do it yourself you're just like yeah grateful now yeah grateful so yeah so
0: much do a lot I'm still bad, man. Like, <laughs> it's, like I'm living out of home, and then the amount of times where I'm just like, I drop my washing off, and like, cause my gym, I got a gym set up in my parents' house, so yep. that's where I'll go and gym. The amount of times I forget to put the washing on, and I come upstairs, <laughs> and Mum's done it for me. I'm like, oh, I feel bad.
1: Like, I'm I was meant to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm shocking, and because I've got housemates now, like because I lived by myself for so long. Oh, Not by myself, but with one other bloke. So I was sort of like, we had a good deal. Like, he'd cook, I'd clean. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was just a good setup. And now I've got my partner, I've got some mates that are there, some nights of the week, some that aren't. Like, it's just, yeah. It's hard to like get everybody on the same boat. I just don't know how my parents used to do it. Cause yeah. I was, I'm the youngest. I had three older siblings. Yeah. Okay. And they would always come and go. And they'd always seem to have enough food for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even have enough food for myself sometimes. <laughs> I'm so bad. But no. yeah. Love my parents. Definitely do a lot for me.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So how, how are you feeling going into 2021? There's obviously like, like we have talked about Renault's coming and Capewell and guys like that. And um, I was actually, I kind of, I was kind of cool, but I kind of called it on my podcast as soon as they signed Adam Reynolds. I was like, make stags the six. At this point I hadn't really watched you play. And I was like, make stags the six. And I was and then kind of a few weeks later they started talking about how stags was going to be the six. And I'd seen him play six for Tonga and things like that. And then um you made your debut Boo in round eight, watched you a little bit more and a little bit more and I was like, well I think Stags has to play at center because <laughs> yeah. this guy's too good. Like what but uh so yeah there's obviously a little bit of competition. Kelly's gonna be there as well. Yep. So like um, are you looking forward to that or
1: yeah I think um I think the healthy competition that we have at the club for spots also is something that's really good for us. Yeah. So obviously, Katoni said he wants to play in the half, so he'll get a crack there. Yeah. I want to play in the halves. Albert wants to play in the halves. And Billy Walters also, who's coming, wants oh, to true. play in the halves. Yeah, so there's yeah. four blokes for one position. Because Reynolds,
0: like, Reynolds has the seven. He's going to get
1: the seven. Like, you're not going to pay a bloke that much yeah. money. And he's got that too much experience to not yeah. playing him anyway. So there's four of us really wanting that position. And I love competition. Like, I've never been granted a spot in my life yeah ever i've had to work hard in all off seasons i've been in to get a spot so that it's nothing new to me yeah but i think for me i've got like the upper hand maybe just because of i finished the year pretty well like albert's finished the year well as yeah as he, well he but pretty well um I'm, he's obviously like i think he's 31 or something and yeah. i'm 25 like I, I i love albert and either way if it goes with Albert, me billy like i'll I'm happy. I just want the club to win. Yeah. So I'll fight I'll just have to fight my way into another spot if I don't get the six. But
0: where else would you potentially want to play? Um
1: so in that end of season review, um, Kevy sort of said to me, uh, you had a like really good year. Uh okay, I know what you I know what you can do as a five eight, and we're gonna keep you in preseason there. But he said he also wants to try me at fullback and a lock.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. I had all I've heard a lot of stuff. Maybe maybe you could play lock and I mean you're big enough. Yeah. So
1: I wouldn't mind, I think. You'd suit the modern-day lock yeah. position as well. Yeah. I, I don't mind, but I th- I'll, I'll play anywhere. Like yeah. You could tell me to put on the number eight and run at blokes <laughs> in the middle all day and I'd do it. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, I think it's just getting a preseason season there because it's sort of hard to go from being a half where you're ball dominant and, like, you're telling people what to do to a completely different role yeah. like where you're getting told what to do, like, playing in the middle, like, running out, like, taking hit-ups and tackling big blokes all day. Like, it's... It is different. It's it's completely different because I'm usually – I defend on an edge three in and then I've got to be in the middle. Yeah. Constantly tackling like those blokes make 30 tackles a game. I make like 10, 15.
0: (laughs) People don't really understand like like how much goes into like even just one edge and like how much planning and how much chemistry and things like that. Like I remember um, that year that Cherry Evans got picked to come off the bench for Queensland and then – someone got hurt and so he's coming a bit earlier and he's and he's played in the halves and he obviously plays in the halves a lot and he cops so much shit for running the ball as much as he did i yeah. was like he trained at 13 like he's trained to lock the entire two weeks leading up to that game yeah and like yeah people don't really understand like how much building those connections and yeah. stuff are, are yeah, important it's,
1: it's saying that yeah as you said no one really gets it but it's not even really about the footy stuff like so me and Geordie are really good friends off the field like we like our lockers in the, in the club are right next to each other so we're yeah. always we're always near each other we're always talking we've got a really good relationship so that i think that looks really good on the field too because it's sort of like we're really good mates yeah like off the field so he knows what I'm doing and I know what he's doing yeah and I feel that was good for us towards the end of the year because we were playing really good. And with Katone, like we're really good mates as well. And like he, he's just a freak. So it's easy to like, <laughs> you just get him the ball. He does his yeah. thing. But with like, and then it changes when you've got two halves that haven't really played together. Like it's sort of gets really confusing again because I I played from round eight till, the, till I got injured. Um, and then I, I had Crofty, I had Milf and Albert and Carmichael. Yeah. And like I'm not an experienced half i had only played sort of six games or by this time and I've had four or five different – or four different halves or halves partners. Yeah. And it's sort of – when you first come in, you sort of want stability to get – to build your own game. And then I was sort of chop getting – not I wasn't getting changed, but yeah, the, my partner was. Yeah. And it's sort of hard to build a combination with someone because then either you – like I was getting dropped or somebody else was getting dropped. Yeah. And then so me and Milf started. We played pretty good two games and he – got dropped and albert come in and we we beat the roosters but i think the next week i think i got suspended the next week actually so it was albert and milf and then we lost then i come back in i think we lost again and then albert got injured so then it was me and carmichael yeah we lost and then we lost again and It was me and crofty we won then we lost like it was just so hard to build any combinations like with my halves partner and then it's the same as like the middles too you get Used to how one person plays, and then it changes again. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a yeah, a hard time. And you see the teams that really go well, like Penrith, their spine never changed unless the there was an injury. Time. Yeah, yeah. Same as yeah, South, that their spine was always good unless there was an injury. It's the teams that sort of struggle a little bit that their spines always chopping and changing. Yeah, but I think Kevi was just trying to figure out what what to do. Like it was his yeah. first year as a full as a head coach, so yeah. obviously he's going to make mistakes and. With a team that's coming from last, and we're losing, he's probably under the pressure to make decisions straight away.
0: That, and the, that's where the media and fans don't help as yeah. well. Because people are just like, "Oh, we got Kevvy. like he's just going to flip it around." Yeah, but in the reality, like from where we were last year to where we're at now, huge difference. Huge difference. But like, it's only
1: two spots up the ladder. But yeah, I think everyone can sort of see that we're we're going the right way. Like yeah, it hasn't sure. been a like a five year process. It's been. Two years, and you can see by the, the way we finished this year that we are sort of well. I feel that we're like in for big things. Oh, absolutely, huge things. Like we recruited well. Like we have got Ryan James now as well, who's another experienced. Yeah. I think we lack that a lot this year. Like we, like Payne was one of our most experienced middles after losing Lodge and Tavita. Yeah, and I don't, even, I don't even know how many games he's played. I don't think is it would be around fifty, maybe. Yeah, maybe fifty. Yeah, yeah, and then like like Terps, he's played a few. But like Alex, like Lex obviously has been around yeah. the traps a while, but he was we obviously knew he was sort of at the back end the back of his end, career. Yeah. But then you, you take those boys. I had Kobe Hetherington debut, um, Ethan Bullimore who hadn't played many games, Reese Kennedy hadn't played many games, and TC yeah debuted this year. Xavier Willison debuted this year. Like we had so many young blokes that had played under ten games have to play yeah, but they still stood up. And then it's just so much better for next year as well because then they're all going to be hungry for spots because no, they've played and got the taste of it and it's just going to be yeah. such a healthy competition at the club because everybody's played. There'll only be a few players that haven't played grade and once you get that taste, you're like, I just want to play again. Like, I, I know I can play it so we want to keep playing.
0: Yeah. it's And it's hard, like, especially the forward positions. Like, there's just a difference, like, between, like, Young strength and grown men, like yeah. 28 to 32 yep. year old strength. And so, when your entire forward pack is all these young guys, like we're only going to get better. Yeah. And there's so much talent in that. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Kobe's really good.
1: Yeah. Kobe, he's just such a, such a like He's from Rocky. So, he's just the country boy. through. Yeah. Like, he's just, we, from the start of the season, like everybody that had sort of played, like, knew he was going to play because he's pre- off season, oh, his preseason was really good. And he started the year, the South Logan, like, unreal. Like, he was scoring tries. He was yeah. just playing so good and we were just like, it's only a matter of time really before he debuts. Yeah. Like he was just – and then when he did debut, like he obviously didn't disappoint and stayed in for the rest of the year. Yeah. So he's just – that's just it's just a credit to his work as well because he was the sort of same as me, um, was on a rookie contract. Yeah. I think he was on a rookie contract this year or he was outside the top 30 this year so had to wait till after round 10 to play. Okay. But he just like never took a backward step from any challenge I guess. Because most people would be thinking, "Oh, if I'm not in top thirty. I'm not going to play." Yeah. But he just kept playing well, playing well, and finally got a crack. And then he, he him, and I both signed two year extensions this year. Yeah. So. Congratulations on that. By the yeah, way, no, I was going to congratulate you. you on that at the start. No, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, I I appreciate it. But yeah, that just just little things. Like and when you when you build a team that's sort of been around each other for so long, it can only do like wonders, I guess. Yeah. Like Penrith, like Cleary and Luai. It wasn't Dylan that long ago Edwards. that they
0: weren't that good they're all just
1: young guys and they're figuring it out and like they like they played 20s together they played cup together like they played they've been playing footy with each other for years before they even got to the nrl yeah so it's it can only do good things for us that we've all played footy together and i just that's like with bulldogs now they're trying to sign heaps of players. like to me i just don't know how that's gonna work like you've got so many different like friendships that are gonna have to build in the space of four months yeah and really get to know each other to yeah, I don't know. It's I going to be tough. Yeah, I just feel like they've it, signed some great players. Though, yeah, oh, don't get me wrong, they, they've signed really well, yeah. but then they've got to build connections, build relationships, and I think that that's hard. It's not saying that can be done in sort of a no. rush period of time either. You need an identity. Yeah, but like, well, all like at the moment, like we've got four or five of the boys playing for Winham in the grand final. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Two boys playing for Norse, or that like Danny Levi, who was with us this year, and Brendy Piakura. Yeah, but they're playing the grand final, so like we've got. Like they're not they've obviously all played NRL, but um just yeah, we're just all such good mates. Like there's half of the team that we're going to watch. Like we're just we're just yeah. such good mates. And we want to just support each other through everything. It's makes be it makes going to the club so much more fun. Yeah. Cause you're like you're mates with everybody. There's not little like groups.
0: That's cool to hear.
1: Yeah. Cause I feel like That's lots bad. of the clubs I was at. Actually I've been at many. I've been at two. Yeah. But the Tigers, it was sort of like the older boys were all one group, one um group. Uh, the younger boys were one group, and then it was just sort of like just some floaters that would just go over it like we didn't really combine as a team, and that's my my first year at brisbane twenty nineteen it was sort of similar where like the older boys would do their thing, yeah younger boys would do their thing. it was like we weren't really a team, I guess yeah, and then twenty twenty was. Another similar year with that. But then we had all the coaching stuff happen. Like they were like, oh, Seebs might be getting sacked. Seebs might not be. Some players were off Seebs for not getting picked. Some players were liked him. So it was just yeah, sort yeah. of like no one really trusted anyone. There was no real friendships or anything yeah. like that. But this year was so different. Like everybody's good mates. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's obviously weird because Lex was like the last sort of old head that yeah. we had there. Now he's gone. It's sort of like up to us to – keep what the Broncos are, yeah. like, within the club. And I think I think we will because, like, we all love each other. We see each other all the time. The yeah. boys, yeah, we know, like, of this off-season, we couldn't go anywhere. So most of the boys see each other on the weekends. Yeah, man. Still keeping those connections and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm actually – I can't wait for next year. Yeah. I honestly can't wait. Like, we've got a few coming in, but it's not going to be, like, their outcasts, I guess. It's just, like, we've been, we've welcomed everyone that's come in Like with open, I was like Carmichael come in. Didn't really know anybody, but by the end of it, like everybody's like he just graduated one of his degrees. Yeah, and like I saw him. Like we're just such good friends. It's so hard to explain how that how much that helps you on the field. Yeah, no, that's because it's sort of a side of footy nobody really sees. You see us play footy and train. That's really it. Yeah, you don't really see the off like the outside of footy stuff, which is I think more important than the. Off, absolutely uh, yeah. on the field stuff
0: if it's not good if it's not good in-house then you know that those sorts of things are going to leak out yeah into
1: absolutely i think we had a problem with that as well yeah for the last couple of years like we still no trust in there with the players of players telling that player managers stuff too is not yeah like smart like obviously you want to build a relationship with your manager but you can't be telling him the in-house stuff i think because when dave in 2019 told us he was going to the titans um, yeah titans like he hadn't told anyone, but then a couple of hours later, after the training, it was out. Yeah, so right. it was sort of like, well, somebody's told someone. Yeah, and it was, And he only had, had only just told us like that day, and yeah. then that night it was out, and it was like, oh, the sports business and, and, is And weird. it was, it was like, oh, David Fafita's has told players, told his teammates that he's signed a deal with the Titans. So somebody has told their, told somebody yeah. within the club, told somebody outside the club what's happened. True. So there was it was just so, like you just didn't know who to trust. You didn't know what to say. To like yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's just the the way the club was going at that point in time. Yeah, everything was going just spiraling down for us. But now it's sort of on the way up. It, it just feels good that like I'm gonna be a part of it. I think.
0: Yeah. Has that been Kevy? Like is is it Kevy that's kind of made that change or just it just feels like there's more stability? Or yeah,
1: I just feel like there's a little bit more stability. Like obviously the club's backed Kevy. Kevy's got the backing of all the players now like he's he hasn't been afraid to be honest with you i think is, yeah and we, being a head coach sometimes isn't always that honest yeah like it's hard they don't want to have those tough conversations with players like about like dropping them or not re-signing them but obviously he had the hardest conversations with milf yeah to say look man we're not really going to re-sign you then then he had to make the tough decision of getting rid of Tavita, who's been at the Broncos for ages, and yeah. then Logie. Like he's had those tough decisions, and he hasn't been afraid to make them. I think. Yeah. And it gives all the players a little bit more respect for him because he's honest with you. He's not going to like beat around the bush and sort of say, "Oh, you're playing really well, but I'm going to drop you." Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, mate, you haven't been playing well. This is what you've got to work on. Go back to Queensland Cup and work on it. Work you, on it at training. He's honest did. with you, and I think that's the best thing You'd for me anyway. That, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, it's hard to have those conversations. But for me, I'd rather someone be honest and upfront with me instead of saying, "Oh, as I said, you're playing really good. You're doing this well, this and this well, but I can't play you this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I'm not doing all that well if I'm, not get, if I'm not playing. So, yeah, just be honest. I think it's the best thing. And Kevy's brought that in. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, doesn't back down from anyone or he's always honest. Yeah, seeing what he's, what he's done to the club in the space of a year. Is crazy to where we were. Yeah. So yeah, I've got nothing but respect for him because he's taken it, he's done it the hard way because we started the year bad. He was in the media saying, oh, he's maybe not the right bloke for the job, but stuck to his guns and we finished the year really well. So Yeah, man. Good on him. What
0: do you reckon Adam Reynolds will do for your game? Um Have you thought about that or
1: not really. Obviously he's a um he is one of the best organizing halves. And you can see yeah. what Cody Walker gets from it. Yeah, like, that's why I thought about it. Yeah. I see those. You're I just a look, big, strong. Yeah, well, he's like, he's just such a good game manager. His, his kicking is unrecorded. Like he just takes so much pressure off the other half. Yeah. And for me, I think I played my best games in the sixth jersey when Crofty was taking more of like the organizing role. Like I was doing most of the kicking because. I'm a right footer on the right side. Yeah. It's a bit easier. He's right on the left. So as the kicking was up to me, which I don't really mind. But if like obviously Renault's coming in, he's going to play that right half because he's going to be the dominant one kicking and everything, which doesn't bother me. But it just frees you up so much. I I, yeah. I can't wait because I don't know how I'm going to respond to it. Like I might, might take – I might respond really well to him doing everything. Yeah. And I might play really like in the off-season, train really well. Um, but it might take me a little bit to get used to. So I'm not really sure – yeah, how that's going to go for me because obviously I went from the dominant half this year to definitely not going to be the dominant half next year. But I think it's going to work really well for me because it, it'll open up my running game a bit more too because I don't think I ran – that's one of my favourite things to do in, in, in yeah. footy and I don't think I did that as much as what I should have this yeah, year. Not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, at the back end, I think some of your last games you started kind of
1: really testing yeah. the line a little bit more. But Yeah. yeah. But it's – yeah, that's, that's my – probably the strongest part of my game And then if I'm doing that well, it opens things up for everybody else around me. And I I see the way Cody Walker plays and the freedom he plays. He plays on the left side. He plays on the right side. He's playing through the middle. Like he just gets to go wherever he wants because Renault's controlling everything. Yeah. So here, like him and the trail, Cody Walker on the trail, dude, they just float, score tries, put blokes over. Like it just looks like so much fun to play under Renault because he does all the hard work. Yeah. He's obviously a really good communicator because everybody seems to know what they're doing at South all the time. Yeah. Obviously why they've made the grand final. But, yeah, I'm excited because I hope it frees me up. Oh, I know it'll free me up to play like good footy, but I'm just, I'm just, yeah, excited to see how I respond to it and how he wants to play footy. Yeah. Because obviously like we had a certain way of playing footy this year which worked some ways and didn't work in some ways. Yeah. So he obviously knows what works to play to play in finals footy and what what wins games. So it's gonna be interesting to see what he brings to the club as well. Uh, it's super exciting. But yeah. Yeah,
0: this has been so good. I've enjoyed this so much. Yeah, same. But, um- I've got some, I just got some, like just some fun yeah. questions yep. for you. Yep. Go for um, it. So you're wearing a Sonics, you're wearing a Sonics t-shirt. Yeah. I read that. I'm actually, for my family's from Seattle. Oh really? Yeah. So oh, like go. I go for the Seahawks in the NFL. Yep. I want the, I want Seattle to get an NBA team. Um, Until then, I'm kind of like a bit of a Knicks supporter. I like oh, Steph yeah. Curry as
1: well, but do you like the NBA? Yeah. yeah. I'm massive on American sports. Hey? Like obviously yeah. the NBA hasn't started yet. It's still a preseason, but I was watching the, um, the Raiders Chargers game in the NFL before yep. I come here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I love it. Eh? Yeah. American sport. I don't know what it is it's about their sports. Like, yeah, it's huge. But I'm not really a, a – like, I don't really have a, a team in either sport. I just love players. Like, some of their yeah. players like, – because they're allowed to have personalities. Yeah. Like, they're – like, in media and stuff, like, they're allowed to say what they want. Like, they're allowed to be themselves. It's and I think that's what I love so much about their sport, like – Just it's so good to watch. Like you look at the how, like not cocky, but like sure themselves. Like the yeah, the wide receivers are in the NFL and like some players in the NBA. It just I love it. I just love how it's not about the team. It's it is about about the team, team, but but it's like you're allowed to to be who you want. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's something that NRL is like starting to do like, but you guys still rock up wearing the team suits yeah. and things like that. Like, I don't really understand it. No. Like just let them wear whatever they it want. Would be,
1: the game would be so much bigger if we could do like what the NBA players do. Like, like, cause they always come in wearing something different, wearing something designer and it just yeah. gets, it brings like brands into it, which will eventually make the game bigger. Yeah, Like as a sponsorship sponsorship sort of thing, the players can earn more money from sponsorships there. Their personal brand grows. Like we there's just so much growth there that we haven't. It, it's like just gone into at all. I like,
0: I just don't understand why the NRL has a cap on it. Like, just let the players like yeah. be who they want to be. But it's starting to happen. Like, some of the guys have their own podcasts and yeah. you're starting to see like different things like that. Yeah. Obviously, YKTR, like the those, those guys yeah. have like kind of done their thing, and yeah. that's been pretty big, which is cool. But they needed, yeah, I don't know. They yeah. need they need names and numbers on the back, like names on the back of the jerseys and yeah. stuff just to like because then it's like like a young Broncos fan's like, for Christmas, I want this player. Next Christmas, I want this player. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I just have the one jersey. like
1: I've got the seven or the I got, I've got one number. Yeah. That yeah. changes. That's different people in it every week. Yeah.
0: So, so I, I don't know. There's so many things the NRL can yeah. do, but. So who's the who's the NBA guys you
1: like? NBA. I'm all I love, love Trey Young. Yeah, you absolutely love him. My best mate loves Trey Young and I just he kind of irks me. Oh really? Jackson's <laughs> laughing right now. It's one of our other oh, friends. True. <laughs> I love him, bro. I love him just cuz like, obviously the year he just had like what he did to the next oh, pissed me off bro, so much. <laughs> just the, what like just how like it's not that he's arrogant but you just look on his face when he like puts up 40 points and he's just like yeah. Yeah. Just knows he's good. I love, I'm obviously I love LeBron too, but that's yeah. just the given I think for really most NBA fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook just because yep. how athletic he is. You're like, basically just naming all my mates. <laughs> really, my mates are Lakers fans, oh, so he's true. got Westbrook and <laughs> LeBron, and he loves Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no. no, I just anyone that's really athletic in the NBA, hey, like and yep. obviously the old school of Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, that's just not athletic he, at all. No, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. like, he was just uh, how good was he? Like, he was just, awesome. <laughs> I just like the back end of his career, how slow he was getting up and down the court. It just made me laugh. Like I just love yeah. him. He's such a freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then NFL. Um, at the moment, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan just because yeah. of. Yeah. He how, gives off Trey Young has. vibes, to be honest. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. he does. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but I actually, oh, I don't know. Any real wide receivers, just because I feel like the way they can, like, they're Stop on a dime, turn like so it's so explosive. Yeah, it, their, their style of training is so much different to ours. Yeah, it's so like position specific. Where yeah. ours is team specific.
0: I mean, the difference between the biggest difference between rugby league and NFL is like rugby league is like you're really just in the trenches with the guys. Yeah, and like it's just it's can just turn into just an absolute. I mean, the grand final just turn into a fight in the rough, yeah, basically. Pretty much, yeah, whereas the NFL is it's a lot more clean
1: cut and just explosive yeah. and. It's but, just, yeah, just cause I like watching the um the hard knocks. I don't know if you yeah, ever watched those, nah. like the hard knocks. They're like the NFL like pre they do it, they follow a team around in all their preseason and it just sort of gives you an insight onto how they train. Oh, that's cool. And it's yeah, it's insane, like the wide receivers and like the gym. And I like I follow a few of them on Instagram, like Alvin Kamara yep. from the Saints. He is like some of the training he does is crazy. Have you seen DK Metcalf? Yeah. Without- how big is that oh, dude? Oh, my God. Yeah, crazy. He was good
0: yesterday. I watched. I went and watched the, the Seahawks game versus yeah. San Fran last night. And, um, yeah, DK Metcalf. Yeah. I don't know who if
1: there's a better athlete in the world. Like he is- I remember seeing like the photos of him before draft day. Yeah. And like you're looking at all, all the other wide receivers and you're like, yeah, yeah, they all look similar. Then you get to this dude who is a giant. Yeah. And I don't know what he ran in the forty, but it was ridiculous at a bike that that's that big. Yeah, like it's it seems so unnatural. Same as like um, Aaron Donald, who's like 130 kilos. Who's, or something. who's he played for? He's um on the defensive line for the Rams. He's, yeah, he's okay. like he's huge. Like he's 130 kilos and more agile than I am. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just
0: I'm str- I struggle with all the names in the yeah, NFL. There's so many, but yeah, there's I just because so
1: I watch it so often, like I get sort of used to it. But yeah, yeah. Just somehow like how big some of those blokes are. And how they can move—it's just ridiculous. Is, yeah, crazy.
0: I've um, <clears throat> uh, Jesse Williams,
1: yeah, the old Seahawks. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he's um, I go to these basketball runs, and he's come through to some of those on a oh, Sunday. Yeah. And he set a pick on me once, and he is the biggest <laughs> bro. I remember like, so I was like defending the ball, and then he's come to set a pick on me, and one of the guys
1: is like, get around it, and I was like, Fuck, you try get around it, like it's yeah, that huge human, <laughs> so like big, so yeah, big. I, I can. I would love to see what, like, like the offensive and defensive line linemen, like, eat. Yeah. Because they're big humans. Like, they would eat so much. Ridiculous. Like, and obviously their their fitness and stuff wouldn't be crazy, but they play the whole game. Yeah. Like, and I know it's only short periods of, like, working, but, like, when you're coming together and you're fighting another It's still another a wrestle, player. yeah. Yeah. Like, and then you get, like, a, a little spell and you go again. Like, yeah. you do that. For the whole game, it's pretty hectic.
0: Yeah, no, it's still it's it's
1: just a different thing to yeah, the league. But, but it's such a I love those sort of sports because I think with with footy, I don't really I don't watch too many games in the season. Yeah, just because like my whole life is footy. Yeah, like so that's why I get away while watching NBA or I watch the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, any other sport really, I'm a big fan of. It's just anything other than footy for me, hey. Because you, yeah. you you do a whole preseason. You, you train a whole week for a team, then you play, say the Friday night. Um, and then yeah, I can't be bothered watching. I just want to get <laughs> just get away from it. It's just same as like anybody else's work. Like you just don't want to talk about it. You yeah. want to, once you're once you're out of work, that's too, you.
0: Too much of one thing can become unhealthy. Yeah. For yep. sure. So yep. like it's pretty common to hear athletes don't
1: they don't yeah. sit there and
0: just watch everything. I watch you, the you, odd game, but yeah.
1: like most of the time I just can't be bothered. Hey, like you just yeah. get so it just it's just mentally draining for me. Personally, yeah. to be around footy all the time, and it's it's even worse. Like when you when you meet someone new, or like you go to see family, and all they want to talk about is footy, footy, right? Yeah, yeah. and like I, I try not to be rude about it, but especially with family, like I'm like why do, we don't talk about your work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do we have? To, and I understand that like my sort of work is in the limelight. I'm constantly, like, yeah. always in the media on TV and stuff. So it's cool, but sometimes it's just like I. I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we got to get you on sometime. Just to talk about some NBA and NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll do that because I love it. I honestly yeah. love it. I usually me and the boys do like an NFL like fantasy, but we didn't do it this year. Yeah, I
0: did it last two years and didn't do it this year. Yeah, because I, I
1: just like I love it. I don't know what yeah. it is about the American sports. It's just yeah, it's so much so much more entertaining. I think. Yeah. Like, obviously the yeah. N- NFL goes to way too long. I can't sit down and watch a whole game. I like to record through. the game and just yeah. fast forward the little yeah. stoppages. Yeah. I'll well, I'll keep it on the background if I'm doing something. But like the NBA, like it's so entertaining. Yeah. Like there's constantly things happening that are like it's just I so mean the good. off season
0: is just as fun as the the actual season. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. all the different changes and stuff. Like the league's completely different this year to what yeah. it was last year. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. I actually love the NBA. Yeah. Like love it. Just the the yeah. how like, skillful everyone is too. Like, cause I, I, I'm, I suck at basketball. I like, suck at it. I try to play. We've got a half court at Bronx.
0: I was actually going to ask who the best Bronco yeah, we ha- basketball
1: player is. <laughs> we had a, we have a half court at Bronx. So, like, by like last, well, this year when we couldn't do anything, we couldn't go out, like after trainings, field, we'd get like three on threes, going like two on twos and just like play. So it was it was just a something to get away from footy. Yeah. So I was pretty good. But yeah, I suck. Who's the best? Um, bro, TC Rabati. Oh, really? Gun, Yeah, okay. Gun. Lex, Lex will say he's the best, <laughs> but uh, I I, don't know. TC is good. Carmichael's really good. Uh, I've actually seen Carmichael play. Good, he bro. is pretty good. He is good. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he knows it was a lot better than us, so he wouldn't really like go yeah. too hard. Milf was pretty good. Um,
0: Carmichael has like- a really good mid-range game. Like I've seen him like take people into the post yeah. and like kind of like
1: a little bit of like the Kobe over the shoulder. And Him and Lex had a one-on-one one day, which was just so one-sided. <laughs> it was just all over him. Lex thinks he's good though. Like yeah, he, he thinks he's like proper Westbrook drives in, <laughs> but puts up shots that you're just like, they're never going to go in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, nah, it was always a bit of fun. Hodjo is
0: pretty – Justin Hodges, he was is a he? pretty good basketball player back in the day. I've seen him play before. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen him. He's my
1: favorite league player ever. Is he? Yeah, yeah right. I love Hodjo. Hodjo. Yeah, Who was your right. favorite, Your Honor? Um, do you have one? I do. Oh, I was just like Queensland, all the Queensland halves that play, like Thurston, Kronk, yeah. Lockyer.
0: That, that was actually going to be my other question was, so say you put yourself in the six, like what's your dream spine? Like if you got to play with anyone,
1: uh, definitely Billy Slater at fullback. Yeah, it, it did would be the Queensland spike. Cameron Smith at yeah. um, at nine, and it's such a toss up between Thurston and Cronk. Yeah, because two very different. Yeah, like they both were exceptional. Like they were both so yeah. good because like Thurston killed it Cowboys for so long, and then Cronk's probably the only player that's left Melbourne and done really well too. Yeah, so it says he obviously is very smart. But I'd probably have to just go Thurston just because of yep. how he won his grand final. Like, yeah, yeah, it was literally just him, pretty much, and Morgan.
2: Like yeah,
1: like, and then like Melbourne's obviously it was always I, that was Smith. like the worst night of my life, was it? <laughs> I was- <laughs> see. I wasn't. A, I wasn't a Broncos fan then. Like, I, I was. Yeah. I was always a. So with my parents, they were doggies fans, and I hit like thirteen or fourteen, and I, I changed up to South. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I was a South. So That's why like you're going fan. for South yeah. on Sunday. I was a huge South South Sydney fan then. I was still a fan when they won the grand final. And like Renault was my favorite player. Yeah. Him and GI, they were like him and I think it was Kiri and Renault in the halves yeah. that, that game and GI at fullback. And I was just like, this is my team. Yeah. This yeah. is my team. So we won that, which was pretty cool. But yeah, my favorite spine Slater, Smith, Thurston. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, my like dream spine. That. Nice. That'd be hectic. That but, would be. <laughs> that would well, yeah, be crazy. That's why I. Like, you look at that and then you just, you sort of understand why Queensland was so dominant for so long. Yeah, more like, well, 10 out of 11 years. Yeah, some crazy. But I think we're going to struggle for the next few. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. There's some good players coming through. Yeah. Is I that just, an
0: aspiration for you? It should be. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It definitely like Being, should being
1: be. a Queensland kid from Brisbane like it's it's everything. Like that's literally everything. Yeah. I I would rather play at Origin than for Australia. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah. I like I think a lot of a people mile, would probably yeah, feel that. Why am I? Like it, it'd be unreal to represent Australia, represent your country, but like, this, State of Origin is the biggest, they're the biggest game of the year for us, like for any yeah. NRL fan, really. I reckon you're made for Origin, just like a big body, super skill. Yeah, like- I, well, hopefully one day, but I think even this year, like, I'd love to play, but I just don't think I'm quite there yet. Yeah. If, if it, like, obviously I'd love to play, and I've got to play round one for Bronx first, but yeah, um, if, if it did come up, I obviously wouldn't say no, but obviously another year of actually playing. Consistent NRL, I think would be better for me. Yeah, I've only played sixteen games at the moment or something like that. Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. I did look it up. I've forgotten. Yeah, 16, 16, sixteen games. Yeah. yeah, so I've still got so much learning to do. Like I still haven't played all the teams yet. Yeah, true. So I've just, I've still got so much learning to do. Like I, like just learning about NRL. I don't think I was. I think I finished the year well, but like there's so much things I can get better at. Yeah, and be better at consistently in a game. So yeah. I got I'm still learning how what best works for me. Could learn more about teammates like game, being in the game, like being present in the game for the whole 80 minutes. Cause I think a lot of halves can play for half the game, but then go missing for half the game. If yeah. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Like or like when the time when the games get hard, some halves sort of go missing as well. Where I don't I don't want to be like that. Like I want to be present in the game the whole time, constantly. Getting my my hands on the ball and playing footy, like I want to yeah, be there yeah. all the time. I think a lot of some games this year when we were losing, teams were scoring. I just went missing, like I, yeah, wasn't wasn't saying anything. It was too quiet. So it's all just a learning factor for me. Yeah, that that just comes with reps. Yeah, the reps under you. Yeah, and-, and that's what I mean. I I, I just need to get oh, another year consistently of playing NRL, and I think I'll be more than ready for it. But then yeah. again, I've got to be playing well, and it's got to got to get picked too. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat monster though yeah he is a good, <laughs> I will six. Yeah, we'll He's a good six yeah we'll but, see yeah we'll
0: see but like i said though like such a big body like you look at someone like jack and who just kind of fills he can fill so many different yeah. spots for new south wales like I, i'm sure you could yeah there's, there's, i'd
1: love to man if i ever got to wear that queensland jersey it, it dead say it'd be a dream come true because that's yeah to me that's that would be the pinnacle of my career regardless obviously winning a premiership would be unreal but yeah origin is because i don't feel like it's too far away i feel like if i can play really good i'm I could be with it like in the conversation at least. Yeah. But um yeah. Always gotta put myself first. I think. Yeah. And I that's I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite there yet, but I hopefully by mid sort of next year to end of next year, I'll be more than ready.
2: Yeah, man.
0: Oh, thanks for this, man. This all has been man. awesome. No drums. Yeah. No, it's just super appreciate you coming down like like we didn't know each other before today and you were just super happy to come, which was Right, all good. That's cool, I said, so. I, said to you,
1: I think before we started, like I'm pretty open book, but I love yeah. talking. Yeah. i probably go, I'd probably start on like, you ask me a question, I'll start on it, but then I'll drift away. Like, I haven't looked at my notes bro. once, to be my honest, dad which said, has been great. I'm so, so bad because <laughs> I get talking and then I start talking about random things. Like I'll nah. talk about- yeah, I don't know.
0: That's what I want this to be. Is I like I just want people to come on and feel comfortable and talk and wherever the conversation goes, it goes. And yeah, so, sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm still trying to learn how to do that. Get people feeling comfortable. Yeah. But Yeah. No. I Super appreciate you coming down. All and, good, man.
1: Um, no dramas at all. And yeah. I've enjoyed it. First one, first podcast. So yeah. Hopefully, well, I get to go on more. This no. Is cool. Yeah. You're easy this to talk cool. to,
0: man. So I've I've interviewed some people where it's just like you ask a question and then they barely give you anything
1: back. <laughs> <you're like>, <laughs> yes, yeah, right, that's well, what I was like that actually. But so it's so hard getting used to the media. I yeah. think that took me so long because my first ever TV interview was round one New South Wales Cup. It was an, it was the game was on Fox Sports. Never had a camera in front of me at all. Yeah, didn't know like I was so nervous. So they get the big camera and it's huge. It's I didn't know how big that camera so is, big. but it's massive and it's right in front of your face. The bloke's got the mic right here and it's just you and there's about fifteen people behind just listening. And I was like. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, Just stage fright. I was stuttering. Are the boys around you like trying to make you feel nah, awkward so, and stuff? No, nah, no, nah. nah, not these <laughs> weeks. If that was there, I'd probably feel better, but it was dead set yeah. just me in a room. Oh, with, true. And I was like, holy. Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah, it's just the same thing. You just got to be comfortable. Like if you just got to be yourself, don't try be yeah. saying you're not. Yeah. Because I think, yeah. I, think I, I was real watching my interview after the Titans game, I think because I got man of the match and she's like, I won the thousand dollars and I thought I was getting it, but you got to give it to a charity. So I was like, oh shit, I don't actually have a charity. Like, I'll get back to you. I had no idea. I thought I was going to get it. I, th- I thought you I'm guys good. did get it. I didn't realize you nah. got a charity. Well, because all the Queensland Cup games, you get like if you get Man at the match on TV, you get the money. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently not in the NRL. I really could have done with it. It's <laughs> got to be a good Samaritan. <laughs> yeah.
0: 100%. You're sitting there like, I'm trying to get a contract. So
1: yeah, exactly. I don't get paid till the 15th. 100%. <laughs> nah, but yeah, it's pretty good. I don't mind the media now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It takes a little bit to get used to getting the camera in your face. But once you realize it's like, doesn't really matter. Yeah. The live interviews are actually pretty hard though. Cause I got to try not to like swear. Cause yeah, I'm, yeah. I swear like I've actually got to make a conscious effort not to swear because I'm really bad. Cause yeah. I'm usually just around the boys at footy. So it just comes out naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my mum chips me all the time because I don't realise that I'm saying it, but I'll like I'll say something bad. Yeah, not bad, but I'll just, I just I'll say like a, a few swear words in a sentence and not really mean to, but just so natural. It's to just me. part of the eh? day. Yeah, so when now, you're
0: around footy, like I mean, yeah, I play Oztag tag and around the footy boys all the time and stuff. And my mum's the same. Like she'll listen to the podcast. She's like, "Do you have to say that?" And I'm like, "It's just it's an accident." Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean it, but yeah,
1: I'm shocking. Hey, like at footy, I'm so bad. it's it's not it's just a part of yeah I think because most of it like we're taking the piss out of each other so yeah it's more like funny I think that's just more Australian than anything really just to like swear at people yeah (laughs) no one (laughs) anywhere else you'd probably be they'd probably like take offense to it but exactly like literally like you just greet somebody in Australia swearing at them yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it just comes natural to me (laughs) No,
0: that's good. Anyways, well, thank you, man. Um, so you did. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get you to sign a jersey. I'm going to give you a little bit of a giveaway. Yeah. So no stress. someone can win it. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Bit of fun. But yeah, no, thank you for hopping on. Congratulations on the contract. And thank you. Excited for 2022. Legend. So, Thanks I'm for having me, bro. Yeah. Appreciate cheers, it.
2: man.